Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad podcast. I'm Keegan Preslak. I'm Eric Hoff. And this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere wearing masks get together, hopefully once in Epoch, and talk, talk horror, horror movies. movies. Yes, sir. Yes. Hello, everybody out there in Ghoul Squad land. What's up, Eric? I feel like I'm doing a lot of fidgeting. I got my mask. Already? I'm wearing my glasses. And I'm wearing a glasses strapped. So my glasses don't fall off. <laughs> so you've got like you're you're strapped in. So I've got all these apparatuses right now no, that I no strap on yet. Right. But that's coming soon. To to, you know, fight to keep in place. Let's get this out of the way quickly. I'm sure you can already hear it on me. I already hear it. I'm wearing a mask. Eric's wearing a mask. Yes. And so mine particularly is is scratchy. It, it's rubbing against the mic. And I'm gonna do my best to just yell into the mic instead of scratching it. But we're wearing masks because guess what? coronavirus is still here yes a year into it a year into it remember you know i know that everybody's doing this right now so please just bear with us we're gonna do it too remember like a year ago like a year ago like right now like everything was fine and we were chilling this was the week shit popped off it was and here we are you know this basically ended our podcast our friendship no i'm just kidding um, no, but of course, you know, with, with, with all the things going on, it made it hard to record. Sure. And so we only had a few episodes. We already were on that track and then coronavirus. Hit. Right. So it we, did, we went from doing less to even more or less. Exactly. Like it didn't help the situation <laughs> in any way. Uh, but here we are, we're recording and let, before we get on to everything, we always forget to say what we're doing. Yes. We are doing uh, finally, uh, our predator episode, this was something I've been wanting to do for a minute and since last year. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I want to say it was like March last year. You brought this up and, and I kind of feel bad because like, I really wanted to like blow this episode out yeah. in terms of like content, just because it's a character that I care so much about, but the movies kind of suck. But fuck you. <laughs> and, like, like I had all these ideas where, like, I wanted to talk about the video game. Right. Uh, I, I wanted to put in, like, so many hours before we recorded so I could discuss it. But my fucking whatever the equivalent is of a PlayStation Online account expired back in fucking November. Did it really? Yeah. I wanted to talk to, and it's, you know, it's a multiplayer game only. And you can't pay for it. I mean, I could. I mean, don't but, you still work just, for the Federal Reserve? just for the, yes, I still work for the post office. Okay. But I mean, just for the Predator, I, I guess what I'm implying is it wasn't that good. I was going to say Predator ain't worth it that much. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk about my favorite toys. Right. But, uh, Sex you know, toys. But we're still going to, you know, discuss the films, obviously, and, you know. Yes. Yeah, Let's have gonna, a good time doing it. Yeah, we're going to rank the uh, Predator franchise from uh, worst to not as worst. Fuck you, I'm dog. just kidding. I like, of course, I like some of the Predator movies. Uh, this is, I'll say here, and then we'll get to it later. I'm pretty uh, sure you're going to jerk off the new one. This is not my franchise in any way. I found okay. that out. We'll get to that. This is E-Dogs. Yes. And you know, it's weird because it's like, oh, Alien versus Predator. Like, I like you like Alien so much, you must like Predator. And you know, like, I, well, here we go. I thought I did. Like, I thought, oh, I fucking love Predator. Rewatched them. 
Like when I was a kid, well, it's it's fair to say that there's some there's a lot of negative. I remember when I saw the first Predator, and then we will move on to the next shit. I remember when I saw the first Predator. I was like a kid, and it was on USA, mm-hmm. right? It played on USA or TNT or whatever the fuck. That's oh. how you're supposed to first see it, exactly. And I remember thinking it was like the greatest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my whole life, right? You know, now that I'm 30 years old, not so much. Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I presented I mean, it that way on purpose. I, I, I feel like the first film is a classic for a reason, right? Because I think it is good. Yeah, but the sequels are definitely diminishing diminishing returns. Yes, but having said that, having so said guess that, guess what, guys? There's your little taste of how great our conversation is going to be, right? About the Predator franchise, but first. How are you doing, Eric? How is coronavirus treating you? How are you? And I guess we should call it COVID nineteen. Okay. Uh, how is your 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 psyche at this point in your life? How is the Federal Reserve? You, you know what's funny is like, how have you not gotten it yet? Uh, I think I'm cautious. Yeah. You know, I stay home. I don't hang out with people. I always mask up. I wear a mask for eight plus hours a day at work. That's crazy, though. Um. Oh, uh, I'm ex- I, I mask up everywhere I go. Just I drive around in a truck by myself all day. Right. Well, so. I got weirdos approaching me all day Absolutely. asking me about their mail. For sure. Um, I'm one thing. You know, you're, you're asking about my psyche. Yeah. Like, how are you doing? Um, I, I'll say a little better simply because my mom finally got her first dose, and that nice. makes me feel. Here you go. Here you go. That makes me feel a little better. The you vaccine know? is here. Right. Exactly. You know. Um, you know, knowing that my my. The people I care about are finally getting it. For sure. You know, I'm going to be the last motherfucker, it seems like, to get it. God willing, I'll be dead by then. Uh, so, 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 I mean, I mean, things still suck, but there's, there's the little glimmer of hope there. Yeah. The little glimmer of light. I mean, I feel what like. What about you, Da? Well, I feel like everybody's using the same kind of terminology, but it really does feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel now. And when I say that, I don't mean like tomorrow it's going to be gone. No, no not no. at all. But we're probably still in this another fucking year for sure. But it does feel like some, like it's going to get better. We like fucking in, uh, November it, it was not going well. Right. So, you know, it does feel like there's a light. It just, I don't know. Uh, no, you're asking me, I'm good, man. I mean, I've been just been doing the same shit. We just can't go anywhere. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to fucking, you can't go see, you know, a football game. Are you going to move to Texas? Absolutely not. I hate since, Texas. Since the governor announced that, that's this is fucking crazy, Mister Abbott. They are gonna let all fucking businesses operate at a hundred percent, no masks. Which that's you know, wild. I know this isn't th- that kind of podcast, but I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, cool. Like Texas is stupid, right? They always have been. That's a joke, but they always have been. So like, okay, they're dumb. But this dumb. <laughs> right. That's a little weird to I, me. I saw on like Twitter where like so many businesses though are already like making statements like, no, we're still going to require right. masks for our, you know, uh, our guests, for our employees. So not, not everyone is f- fucking dumb. Yeah. And I will say like, as far as Texas, you know, we were so close to El Paso, Texas. We are. And 
I'm waiting to go see Kong Skull. Fuck Kong Skull Island. Less than a month. Yeah, uh, God, Godzilla vs Kong. Holy shit! These fucking posters. This, uh, this artwork. The for, artwork. For yes. Godzilla, for Godzilla vs Kong. There's been a bunch of like clips, and I'm not watching. I'm not, I'm not watching oh, them either. Good. Because remember when you like watched everything I, for Pacific Rim, <laughs> and then I fucking knew the movie by the time I fucking and you went still to go loved see it. it. Well, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um. No. You know. So like. I, I'm, I'm excited to go see that, but uh, let, let's just cut to the taste. Let's cut the bullshit. There, uh, before you cut okay. from the bullshit, well, let's not let, let's, let's keep wading through bullshit for one see, moment. Well, hang on, let's seal the bullshit back up. Okay, and and okay, go. Let's wade through it. Go I, ahead. I, I wanted to get back to the posters to this absolutely artwork, yeah. to, the, to this artwork that we're seeing. One will fall. Uh, there was a new one today that I saw, where it's like uh, they're they're facing each other. Yeah, but it's like. Kong is in the background and Godzilla's like in the foreground. Yeah. And, 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 and I actually like said myself, like I didn't even like think about it. It was just like the first thing that popped into my head. Fuck him up. But, I, but, but who was I talking about? Was I referring to Godzilla or who do, you, who do you want to win? But I was just like, that's, I guess if I had a pick, I don't want to say on the pod, but like, just like seeing that poster that got me hyped. Ah, I'm going Kong. Really? I'm going Kong. I'm and, go- and apparently Adam Wingard has said that there's a definitive winner. Which, Have you seen which, this? which you and I both know there will not be. Yeah. Right. It's going to be um, uh, Jason walking away with Freddy's head. Exactly. And he'll wink and, and they'll, right. they'll get all of his. Ah! Yeah. Uh, no, you know, I look, I'm a Godzilla guy, so I want Godzilla to win. Now, here's what they're going to do. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk on the podcast. Oh, they're going to team up. That's well, what they're gonna do. We know that, but but you know why they're gonna have Kong win? Because Kong has emotions, and, and like I'm just gonna be jizzing in my pants. Well, you're not gonna like it because that happens. You haven't, you didn't like Fuck King of the don't. Monsters, so you're not gonna like it. I, I mean, that, that's true. Yeah, that's one I definitely want to like. The fucking scene, whenever they're trying to lure, is it Ghidorah like into the storm? Yeah. Holy shit! Like that sequence is like the most fire. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. I am, I am lukewarm on King of the Monsters. I mean, you know, this isn't the Godzilla podcast, but you know, I really love King of the Monsters, but I absolutely concede it's not that good of a movie. Okay. But the monster stuff is so fucking awesome that I love it. And it has actors I like, so it's like, it's good enough for me. I I definitely want to revisit the three films that we've got from this monster verse prior to, should I bring up Rodan awakening out of the fucking, uh, out of the volcano or should we move on? I mean, that's fire. That shit's fucking sick. That's what they're doing. They're trying to lead Rodan to yes. Ghidorah's yeah. storm. That's and, what they're doing. That, that sequence. And that shit is so fucking dope. That shit is insane. But, uh, let's, let's get let's away the clocks back a year, uh, from COVID. What are, th- what's going on with Kigi? Outside of COVID. Well, you know, still doing the same shit. Still fucking, you know, working, you know, my job, just putting my head down and fucking working. Uh, but, you know, I get six days off all the time. Which is awesome. And I think the hardest part about it was like as soon as I felt, you know, like I had my footing at my new job. I have six days off all the time. COVID hits and I can't go anywhere. Right. You know, like I, would, I was going to go to football games, basketball games. I was going to, you know, travel like on days off. And it's like, oh, stay home and don't go anywhere. Y- your brother tweeted something about like loving country music and working out in the patch. Yeah. That, Do you feel the same? Absolutely not. I think he's gone <laughs> a little off the deep end. Uh, that sounds like it. Yeah. Like, Eric, do you, when you asked me that, did you think I was going to be like, yeah, I love country I music? I thought you were going to be like, we join hands and sing together. No. Uh, I hate country music. I hate okay. Texas. Um, I hate everything. Uh, you, know, you know what the one thing's worse than fucking country music? 
Eric Hoff is Christian music. Oh, and now and now I'm just gonna blow my brains out if it's like Christian country. He is. He's the shining of the light. Well, you want me to keep going? No, you don't have to. Uh, so no, so you're asking, and you know, let's 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 get this out of the way. Let's cut to the bullshit. Cut through the bullshit. And uh, are you ready? Yes. I'm vaccinated. Damn. So there you go. After all that, a year. Kingy has made <laughs> Eric's just staring Kingy forward. has made it through. Yeah. So, well, hopefully. You know, hopefully. obviously they're not 100, 100%, but, uh, right. you know, I got, 94% is a lot better than 6%. That's right. I got Pfizer. So, I'm pretty excited about that. You got that Pfizer money. I got that. I got that Viagra money. Nice. They also uh, produce uh, Viagra. Yes. Uh, when you get your vaccine shot, they also give you like a little sampler of Viagra. Yeah. I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I was getting all excited. But uh, no, so, you know, I'm vaccinated. Here we are a year later. It's been a whirlwind. And, you know, I, I almost feel kind of bad because I know there's people out there that aren't. And all I can say is, you know, New Mexico is doing an insanely good job with like. Yeah, just, we're like in the top three of like yeah. vaccine distribution. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, you just get a text on your phone saying, hey, make an appointment. And I but did. But you got to be fast. You got to be fast. You got to do it. And I fucking did. And I signed up early for it. And uh, here we are. Here we are. So it, you know, it's quite, it's been quite a journey. And you know, I hope everybody out there, you know, I like I said, I almost feel bad being vaccinated because I, I know that there's people out there that need it. And so I, I, I would just quickly say, not to get too serious, I hope everybody gets vaccinated soon for sure. Um, but no, it's it's super exciting to me, you know. Right. And um, it's just uh, exciting. So I'm not vaccinated. Yeah. And you work for the fucking Federal Reserve. Right. Um. But uh, outside of work, outside of COVID, yes, uh, you know, last time what we else were, is there? Eric? Last time we recorded, I had mentioned I was installing the latest Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's right. That's right. Which is a horror game. So I, go ahead. I am now ninety-two hours into it. G. Dot. How do you have time to play ninety-two hours <laughs> of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and watch eighteen movies a week? COVID just keeps me at home, I guess. You lo- you're no, loving it. No, let's no, not. Let's I mean, not. Honestly, let, let's take I mean, the curtain down. It would you probably be 92 hours. This. this is, this even is great without COVID. But you here, get to stay home and not talk to your friends. But I wanted to say, I think that's a personal easy record. I think. 90 hours? 92. I think my previous record was 89 hours, and it was Red Dead Redemption 2. Wow. I can't say for, mo- for a multiplayer game. I was just going to say, da. Go look at my stats for Destiny 1. Right. I probably played that for like three six 600 hours. God damn. And probably more. I'll go look right now. I, uh, you want to tell us about Valhalla? I, I fucking read about... I see fucking like... Uh, uh, like I'll read like reviews on Steam. And people are all like, yeah, in the first three days I put in uh, 24 hours. And I'm like, how would you do that? I, that's, I, I, that's I don't know. Wild. How is it? Like, are you loving it? You know what's funny is I did it, and I think it. I feel like the game had the assumption that I had played in Assassin's Creed before, and Uh-oh. I never had. So it took me a minute to really uh, get into it, but I finally have. And then uh, this was something I couldn't decide if I wanted to say on the podcast or not. Uh oh! But you're finally going to say. I heard that on your phone. <laughs> was, yeah, my phone just went off. But it was a Halo. Uh, shield noise. Yes, my text tone is your shield recharging from Halo Reach. Um, That's a nerd. Just so, uh, yeah, I couldn't decide if I wanted to say this on the pod, 
I'll just let you say it. Go ahead. And uh, I guess I will. Um, Melissa's moving back to Texas. What? Yeah. And uh, she's going so she can be with her kids. So, who, you know, maybe you should say who Melissa is in case people don't know who that is. Oh, oh uh, my girlfriend. Shout out Melissa. Yeah. For the last three years. Absolutely. What about Tank? And Well, Tank's going to, obviously. Aww. And uh, He's such a good man. Yeah. So uh, That's the dog. I'm like real bummed. Yeah, that sucks. I'm like real, I'm real depressed. And she's like leaving a little over a week. Damn, dog. Yeah. That's heavy. You want to get heavy on the pod? I just thought I would say, you know, <laughs> what was going on with you, dog. No, you know. So, I if mean, I'm hey. just a, so if I'm just a downer this entire episode, now you guys know That's why. It's not that you're generally usually like depressed. Right, right. It's just that I've this got, time. I've got good reason to be right. depressed now. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm not sure what to say about that. That's, uh, that's, that's. That's depressing for you, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, are you guys still going to, you know... Still figuring that out. Okay, okay. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Well... My phone's just blowing up right now, Dom. I know, Da. Is there a fucking fire outside or what? In my pants. Oh, it's Dana. Let's read a text. Hey, Dana. Uh, let's, read Hernandez. A, let's read a text. He does not listen to the podcast. No. What uh-huh. is Dana Hernandez saying right now? Does he know you're recording? Oh, my God. This is such perfect pod material, Dawg. You ready? Yeah, Dawg. What'd he say? All right. All right. We got a couple texts from Dana Hernandez. This is Eric's best friend, not me. I don't know if it's legit or my brain lying to me, but I had some Taco Bell from the new Taco Bell yesterday. Carl's dad got a second Taco Bell. Yeah. Oh, wait. Eric, ready? Yeah. Big deal. Carl's dad got a second Taco Bell. And it was some of the best Taco Bell I've ever had. Really? It was only a crunchy taco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a beefy five-layer burrito, but it was great. And <laughs> one of my co-workers, one of my co-workers bought that four taco, four beefy five-layer burrito box and gave me one of each. It was like 11, so maybe it was being super fresh. Also helped the taste. Where does he get the time to text you this shit? Well, it's it's 6.30 in the evening, Dad. He's not working. I mean, he just wrote you a book about the new Taco Bell. You I mean, know, usually, bless his heart. Usually we just text each other Danzig memes, but right. I'm glad I got an update on the fucking new Taco Bell. When's he going to be on the pod again? Uh, well, he's got a new uh, well, Mac now. Well, that's coming. Yep, yep. It, it, it's in, and I'm very excited to... You know, honestly, if you can't tell, this podcast that we're recording is really just an excuse... For me to use my new laptop. Exactly. Did yeah. you say that on the last pod? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had ordered it, but it hadn't come in. So I my, my new MacBook is here. It's primed and ready. I got Audacity loaded up, and it's uh it's uh, cruising for a bruising right now. I don't now. know what any of that means, but tight. Me either, uh, unfortunately. So is that it with our bullshit from is, our lives? That is it with our bullshit from a- our lives. Anything from your job that you want to expose on a nationally, uh, globally re- uh, distributed podcast? Uh, No. Not th- not this time. Not got, n- got nothing this time. Got nothing Man. juicy. Well, uh, I think I think I, mean, I think that's fucking it for our intro. Like, what what else we got here? Let's keep going. Let's go to what we've been watching. Huh? All right, Dal. Let's go to what we've been watching. Uh, hit the music now. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. 
Okay, Da, who wants to go first? What do you want to do? I'll go first. Okay, Da. So this is the section of the podcast called What We've Been Watching. I like how we, I explain this shit because I feel like we have the we only have like the same six people that listen every week. Right. Uh, <laughs> every week. I, I, yeah, every week, Da. My bad. <laughs> every epoch. Um. Anyways, Eric, what have you been watching? Okay. Uh, the first movie I've watched is a film from last year. It played in theaters and went to VOD. It's called Spell. Is this a film you've heard of? I've heard of. Yeah, it was put out by Paramount Players. Dude. Yeah, I, di- I didn't even know they had a new uh, uh, subdivision. But it- but Spell is about this dude. He had this just horrific childhood because his father was physically abusive. But when we meet him in the present, you learn that he's a wildly successful lawyer. And uh, he's happily married, and he's got two teenage children. And at the start of the film, he learns that his father has died. He hasn't talked to the man in, you know, years, right? But there's some things that need to be handling with his estate. So he decides he's going to travel to Kentucky, where his father was, so he can handle this, uh, you know, family business. If the film states where he's currently living, I missed it. But this guy, not only is he a lawyer, but he also has his private airplane license. Okay. So this motherfucker loads up his wife, loads up his two teenage children, fly to Kentucky, they hit a storm, and they crash. Okay, cool. Okay. Good premise. When he wakes up, he's in this old house with this old woman, and he's got this horrible foot injury. You know, of course, initially, the first thing he asks is, where are my wife and children? And they, and this woman tells him that it was just him in the airplane. Okay. She tells him there isn't a hospital nearby for 50 miles. There's no phone. There's no internet. So he's basically just stuck. So is this misery? She was. That's funny you say that because the way Melissa sold this to me was voodoo misery. This woman builds a boogity of this man which is basically a voodoo doll right right which she later uses when he's trying to escape and he can't escape or, or he can't move well because he's got this awful fucking uh foot injury, he's hobbled right? he's hobbled right now do you remember uh the foot scene in revenge when oh I, yeah yeah when, when he steps on glass or yeah. what, what happens I'm pretty sure it's like a beer bottle, isn't it? Dot, there's a foot scene in That is horrible. In there's revenge, a dot. foot scene dot in spell to rival that. Nice. I had to exclaim Jesus. Does it is it does it rival the glove scene in Gerald's game? No, because Gerald is a bit more uh visual. Sure. Whereas in spell it's more uh your brain is filling in sure. uh what's happening. So eventually he learns that, you know, this woman is bad and that he's got to get away from her because she has an ulterior motive sure. to why she has rescued him. A boogity. Right. Um, it was sort of just okay, but it was like a fun little romp. Huh. It, it was tight because Melissa had a free fucking Redbox rental. Nice. And we and, love Redbox. And and that's how we fucking watched it. So it was just kind of like, hey. I'm it was already, a DVD? Uh, uh, we streamed it. Oh, okay. So, so it was just tight, kind of just throwing on something new. Maybe it wasn't great, but it certainly wasn't bad either. What really helped it was it had an R rating. What made you watch it? Was it Melissa? It was Melissa's pick. Nice. Right, nice. yeah. 
So if you're looking for voodoo misery, boogity misery with uh, with a little bit of foot gore, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's weird. You got excited for foot gore. <laughs> <It's a junk. laughs> yeah, uh, E Dog would recommend Spell. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember hearing about that, so I'm surprised you speak uh, so glowingly of it because yeah. I never. It, it wasn't like um, promoted as like this great movie. So, well, like I said, it's 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 middle of the road. Yeah, but it, it it's definitely not a waste of your 90 minutes. It, it, it's entertaining 90 minutes, and it's literally just called Spell. Spell. Yes. Nice. Yep. Well, Eric. What you got, dog? You want me to keep going? No, I got one. Okay. All right. So my first movie I want to talk about, I you know, I thought I was going to talk about The Stand, which I'm going to. Okay. CBS. All <laughs> but access. while I have gas in the tank, what I mean is while I'm pumped up to talk about it, let's do this first. Okay. I rewatched a Serbian film. Nice. So a Serbian. yourself? So I want, that's, that's what's so exciting to tell you about. Okay. Um, so... A Serbian film, right? This is a film that's sort of this, you know, globally recognized as like a, a very disturbing film. Right. And, you know, let's quickly talk about how you and I watched it. Yeah. We Ye- watched it together. Years and years and years ago, Eric says, hey, I got the uncut DVD in this weird ass fucking package from Amazon. Yep. You want to come over and watch it? And I remember like part of it was yes. Because it was almost like it was so, and you got to remember, a Serbian film now is like a film people know what it is. At that time, you know, it was like this taboo movie. We weren't sure what we were going to see. Right. So we, I, we knew it was supposed to be fucked up, but we yeah. didn't know what we were getting into. And we like fucked up movies, but, you know, I remember like if it feels safer when you're with someone else. Sure. Like, hey, what are we about to watch? Right. And I'll never forget sitting on your couch and watching a Serbian film on that DVD. And uh, I still remember my first Cannibal Holocaust viewing experience, oh, yeah. da. I, lo- I love Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, but please, Serbian film. So I remember watching it with you. And, you know, ever since then, I've had the same view of it, which is I, I really don't like it. It's a good, it's well made, though. Absolutely. It's a well made film. For sure. And I remember walking out of it also thinking, well, that wasn't as fucked up as I was expecting. It has, it's more of like the content nature of it really that's like disturbing in terms of like the gore and stuff it was kind of just like i mean it was no more gory than hostile sure you know or even uh you know i always go to martyrs which is my favorite sort of disturbing movie um and martyrs is way more like graphic than than a serbian film but it's the content for some reason, it's ingrained in us that because it's sex, right. it's worse. Right. And, and, and of course, you know, a Serbian film is about a retired porn star that's pulled out of retirement in Serbia to do one last big film. And it turns out he gets more than he bargained for in this big film where he's like basically in this immersive like porn that he's filming that's violent. Right. And um, if that sounds disturbing, it is. But, you know, okay, so here we go. I rewatched it. And for years, I've always thought, you know, I really don't care about a certain film, and I still don't. But I watched it with my brother. So, wow, you just went on this whole tangent before we started recording about how you can't get your brother to watch anything. Yes. But you got him to watch a Serbian film. Yes, shout okay. out, shout out, Ben. And How I, did this come before about? Before Ben yells at me, I told Eric he will watch stuff. He just won't watch almost anything. Okay. No, so you know, to Ben's credit. He goes, uh, I told him, I said, hey. Oh, and I should also say, so Unearth. Go ahead. That's what I was going to ask. How did you watch it? Yeah, so Unearth. Oh, fuck. Unearth Films. 
uh, is a company that puts out really, really like bad shit. Uh, well, I say bad. They put out. Is it a, as bad as real gore releasing? Kind Go of, ahead, keep going. Well, not not content, not uh, not not art bad. I, I mean, they put out a lot of disturbing uh, movies. Mm. Uh, they're the people that put out stuff like American Guinea Pig and shit like that. Right. Stuff that we don't watch. Stuff that we're not. For me, horror is not simply about showing you bad things. It has to have story. It has to be shot well. It has to be. You know, I don't want to watch August Underground, for instance. That's right. not my thing. But. Um, you don't so, want to see a lady have her leg amputated. Uh, I, I I don't mind that if it's in a good movie, right? No, like no. I, I mean, those films are just a dude in a mask cutting somebody up. For whatever reason, when you said that, I I my my mind flashed to the ruins. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember in the ruins, they're like cutting that girl's leg open for like an hour because she has the vines. Sure. Da. The ruins is one of the most underrated movies of the last twenty years. Um, so no, so Unearthed Films puts out a lot of shit that well is Unearthed Films, which is sort of uh, uh, they they put out stuff that I would not normally watch, but they're putting out this uncut Blu-ray for the first time in the U.S. of a Serbian film. Now there's apparently going to be a director's cut later in the year or next year from Unearthed Films as well. That's like the director's cut, which no one's ever seen. I don't give a shit about that. I just want the uncut version that it originally came out as the one we watched on that fucked up DVD mm-hmm. and I got it and uh, I ordered it. Cause you know, I guess I should say like, why did I order it? I thought, you know what? This is an opportunity to, to get a badass release with a slip cover of a Serbian film. Mm. And I just thought I have to order it. Oh. Like for whatever reason, I was like, I have to have this. I have to own this. So I did and I have it. And I told my brother, I said, Hey, I got a Serbian film. Isn't that funny? And he said, Hey, I want to watch that. And I was like, what? He's like, you know, everyone's always talked about it. And basically my brother was like, I want to see a Serbian film. Like what everybody's always talked about as being fucked up. And Ben has seen like Ben is, I showed Ben inside recently, the French film. Uh, he saw martyrs back in the day when we first watched martyrs. Um, he's seen, you know, some new French extremism. So Ben, Ben has seen the films like this, but, um, not in a long fucking time. So it was kind of funny for him to sort of volunteer and I was like, bro, I'll bring it over on our next days off. Why didn't you post it to the Ghoul Squad Instagram? I don't remember. Huh. I don't know. Um, it always slips my mind, which is horrible. So anyways, I I was like, bro, I'll bring it over on our next days off and we'll watch a Serbian film. Like I'm pumped that he wants to watch it. Mm-hmm. I brought it over and we watched it. Just the two of you. Just the two of us okay. at about uh, one o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. Okay. Uh, we were on days off, six days off. And you know what? My brother likes it more than I do. Oh, he said, you know, that was pretty good. It's good. It's good. But again, you know, viewing it again, I will say I did like it more. I saw it more as a satire this time. I I feel like we were initially attracted to it because we want to see what it's about. Sure. But then. Well, it's like the taboo nature of it. Like, oh, my God, what is this going to be? But the, but there's more to it than just the shocking nature. For sure. But if I had to bring up like other films in this category, like like Cannibal Holocaust, like that movie is like fucking phenomenal, in my opinion, other than the animal stuff, which we'll just leave out. But other than that, I think that movie is like about something. This is like, let's push your buttons and it's sort of about the Serbian government, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Maybe they get it more than we do. But for me, it's like, Nah, eh, whatever. Like my 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 response to that is kind of fuck off. But as a film itself, it's pretty good. It's not my thing. Gotcha. My thing is never and I and I don't want to get graphic here. But my thing is never like blood and sex. It's never been my thing. 
like this whole, uh, I feel like there's a lot of movies in the horror genre that are kind of like this. Like I would even say I spit on your grave, those remakes. Ooh. Like I spit on your grave too. I actually was one of the only movies I've like, ever turned off because it had stuff in it where I was like, you know, I don't give a fuck about this. Like it was, you know, I spit on your grave too. the remake too is like a rape revenge movie. And there was stuff in it where I was like, man, this is just doing this to do this. And you know, another film that does that is like uh, Human Centipede 2, mm. right? Like I think Human Centipede is a film that's like, that's a good movie. It's nasty, it's fucked up, but it's a movie. Human Centipede 2 is like, well, let's just ratchet it up and be filthy just to be, just to just to cause people to review it and say, oh, you'll never watch this. Right, like right. for buzz. Um, and I think there's a difference. And Serbian film is like somewhere between. Mm. Like I feel like Serbian film has merit, but it's also like, uh, like it's like edgelord bullshit. Okay. Like, look how fucking edgy we are. Having said all that, rewatching it, I kind of saw it to be more of like comedic. Oh. So I kind of, I kind of feel like I got their intention better this time. Like I was laughing at some of the. I'm not gonna say the word. There's something in the middle of the movie where it's like probably the worst thing in the movie, and um. You know, when they say the phrase of this worst thing in the movie, I was like, oh, I was laughing. Right. And so I kind of started to see you were laughing to deflect how awful that scene is. No, I kind of started to see the film as like a satire. What what, what was Ben's? uh, Did did he make any comment during that scene? So Ben had built up. He's heard that phrase. I don't want to say it. You don't have to. Um, He's let's leave it to the listener's imagination. He has heard that phrase about the film. So he thought. Okay, he had built up in his head it was going to be way worse. Okay. And so when he saw it, he was like, oh, that was it. Not that it, the content is horrible. Sure. But he was like, oh, okay. He like it was going to be even more he, extreme. He, he exhaled like, oh, all right, cool. It wasn't uh, directly showing what they're talking about. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Ben, I mean, not to review the film for him, but he definitely liked it more than I did. But I also found it funnier than I did the first time. Mm. And I, I kind of feel like that's the director's intention a little bit. I think it's supposed to be more comedic than we took it. Mm. So that's a Serbian film. It's available on fucking Amazon. Right. From Unearthed Films for $31 right now. Right. Shipped with Prime. Who knew a Serbian film one day? Uh, what's funny is uh, I recently just sent you a picture of uh, Unearthed has put out three and three-fourth inch figurines of Milos. Of Milos, yeah. But it's $100. Yeah. But there's yeah. also only like 200 of them or something like that. I, you know, I don't know anything about that company, but they seem like a company that's sort of made to milk this shit. Gotcha. Because they're, you know, oh, we're going to put out this, but then we're going to put out a director's cut in like a year. So you're going right. to have to buy it again. For me, this is it. Like I'm done now with the Serbian film. And, uh, you know, having said everything I just said, it's funny because I'm actually, I'm really happy to own the copy that I got. You know what? I, I wouldn't upgrade. I love the packaging. Well, it, th- this, uh, the, the packaging I have, it's uh, it's a, literally a piece of fucking cardboard with a clear disc jewel, jewel case, right? Yeah, glued to it, and it just looks like a shitty burnt disc that says a Serbian film on it, and then there's fake blood smeared on the disc. Yes, and that's how we watched it originally. Right? It, you know, it's supposed to. I, I guess it's supposed to add to that. This is what you're the not ambiance. supposed to be watching. Yeah. Um, you know, and I guess for me, like I'm happy to own it the way I do for sort of, and not to sound like a nerd, but sort of archival purposes. Like sure. I own it. Like if anybody ever wants to see a Serbian film, I got a great looking 
copy of it. Sure. Um, it's not really my thing, but you know, owning a movie like that is. Let me like, ask you this: I like to own. But a movie do like those that. In, does that end credit music still hit? Oh yeah, super hard. Yeah. No, for sure. And that's why, like, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Now, spoilers, slight <laughs> spoilers for a Serbian film. Um, we're not going to say what happens, but when the, that music comes on, I feel like I got it. I, I think it's supposed to be funny. A satire. Gotcha. I feel like, because, you know, I'm not going to say what happens, but it's very horrible. There's sort of a lackadaisical ending, and then it just cuts Right. To <laughs> and I was like, I think they think this is funny. So I feel like I got the tone better. Now, I'm not saying what's happening is funny. Right. But I feel like the film is sort of playing it as this horrible. It's being horrible on purpose to be satirical, I think. Mm. So I don't know. But I also think it's a little bit up its own ass. Uh you know, I've been wanting. There's so many films that I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna get to rewatching it eventually. Yeah, and that's definitely one of them. Who knows if I will? Yeah, but that's definitely on that list of oh, I'm gonna revisit it sometime soon. I and, gotta, and you know, according to you, I've got all this time in the world. You do, duh. Because I've put 92 I, I, hours into here's, Valhalla, here, here, but I ain't even done. Hang on, duh. I ain't even done. Here's how I picture you. I picture you as the guy that works at the bank in fucking uh, Twilight Zone, where he goes in to read books and, and, and the whole world blows up while he's in the vault. He comes out, he goes down the stairs and he says, time enough at last. And of course his glasses break and he can't read the books. But I picture you in COVID is in, like time enough at last. Do you know what Ben Sturgill told me before you take off? Eric, I don't know what Ben Sturgill <laughs> told you. No. Okay. okay we're Michigan. We're texting back and forth about Valhalla. That mother has put in, that motherfucker's put in 170 hours. And then he told me he started the previous one, Odyssey, and that he was already 106 hours into it. Duh. That Where do people find the time? That motherfucker has got too much time. Where do people find the time? It's almost be 300 hours in just I two games. I haven't even beaten Cyberpunk yet. How many hours? I don't know. Oh. 15, maybe? Not a lot. Damn, dog, the game's been out forever. Have you just not been playing? Uh, I'm sorry I don't have time enough at last like Got you it. do. Got it. Problem solved. On that note. He's going to go pee. I got to get this. My turn? Yes. And that was a Serbian film. A Serbian film. You watched I, hope the- I, I hope I represented it well. Um, it's an interesting movie that, that I don't love, but it's certainly going to go down in horror history as an interesting film. For sure. So what's your next film, da e da? Okay. Did you text Dana back? I just said, damn, I need to try it. Hell yeah, da. And he replied back, you do. How does okay. he have the time, da, to say you do? I think Dana probably has more time than the both of us combined. God willing. All right, yeah. go ahead, da. All right, da, this next film I want to discuss is it's a brand new film that just came out last weekend, currently in theaters, but also available on VOD. Son? Son? Was it Son? There's a movie called Sun? Isn't it that Andy Manichek movie? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The chick Allison from Halloween. Isn't that new movie called Sun? I literally don't know what you're talking about. (sighs) Have you seen Halloween 2018? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay. The film that I'm trying to talk about is called The Vigil. Oh, cool. Have you heard of this? I have. No, I haven't seen it. Duh. 
This shit is terrifying. But of course, take that with a grain of salt because I'm a big baby. It's terrifying? And everything scares me. Yeah, I mean, I get scared too. I'm just saying I couldn't have watched this alone. I couldn't have watched this alone in the dark. And in a week, you're going to have to. Aww. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm that, sorry. Dad. That was mean, Doc. Dad, you can have me come over and I'll spit COVID juice all over you. Okay, so the vigil is about this uh, Jewish man. His name is Yakov. Okay. And whenever we meet him, we learn that he has left uh, the Jewish religion because of a traumatic experience that he's had. Okay. And of course, you know, the film doesn't initially tell us uh, what he has gone through. And the film just does an excellent job of immediately making us feel bad for Yakov. Uh, when it's, uh, he, he goes His to- His name a, is Yakov? Yakov. Okay. Uh, Y-A-K-O-V. Got it. So Yakov. Uh, at the start of the film, he's attending a support group therapy session for people who have left the Jewish religion and are trying to like acclimate to you know secular society. Okay. And we learn that money is just super tight. Uh, he often has to choose between buying his medication or spending it on rent. Um, after the uh group therapy is over this woman comes up and asks him if he wants to go get coffee he's like super shy and awkward uh she says well at least let me give you my phone number he doesn't know how to use his uh his telephone she has to take it from him to uh put her number in it so just immediately we're feeling bad for uh yakov okay and his cousin who is still in the jewish religion is waiting for him outside uh the cousin tells Yakov, I need a shomer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But a shomer in the Jewish religion is somebody who sits with the deceased body. Uh, the Jewish religion believes that somebody needs to stay with the dead body until it can be buried. That they need to like pray over the body. That they still need to protect the body's soul bef- uh, until it, they can finally um, put it to rest. Put it to rest. Okay. And normally a shomer is a friend or family of the deceased. But there are paid showmers. So the cousin says, I will give you $200 if you just stay the night with this body. Like, so, I'm, I'm getting chills right. already just fucking talking, giving it, you this setup. It, the setup kind of makes me think of uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Well, what's funny is while I was watching it, I was like, oh, shit, this would pair well with, right. with uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe. And by the way, Autopsy of Jane Doe is incredible. Yes, Go very ahead. good. So uh, he's able to haggle... Uh, with his cousin to get a little bit more money. You learn it's only going to be for five hours. It's already midnight. He's just got to stay there till 5 a.m. for when like the Jewish morticians come to pick up the body. Uh, when he gets there, he learns that the deceased wife is still alive. Her name is Mrs. Litvak, but you learn that she has like Alzheimer's. But the cousin tells him, you shouldn't have to worry about Mrs. Litvak. You know, she should just be asleep uh, this entire time. <laughs> this is such a scary setup now. Yeah, like I'm getting chills just talking about it. So when he gets to the house, of course, scary stuff starts. It actually also reminds happening. me of the uh, Alexandre Bustillo and Julian Mori, uh, the French guys, um, Livid. Sounds like note, Livid as well. They got a new aquatic yeah. horror film coming Fuck out. But, yeah. it, but well, from what I read, it's just going to be like released in France. Great. It's a French movie. We'll get it eventually. Let's hope. I hey. Look, I got to see Livid finally, so right. I got a region-free Blu-ray player. Uh, and then uh, Aja, 
Alex Aja has He's got a, a new Netflix. Show. It was called O2. Apparently, they retitled it Oxygen. Okay, and it's uh, Melanie Laurent or whatever her name is from uh, 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 Inglorious Bastards. I mean, I'll watch the fuck out of a new Aja film. Da Alexander Aja Oxygen on Netflix this year. Everybody get fucking pumped. That's my guy. I can't believe I'm going to say this, that I'm also I'm also super pumped for Army of the Dead. Oh well, yeah, for sure. I mean, right. you don't like Dawn of the Dead anymore. I don't. Yeah, and I do. Okay, so back to the vigil. Yeah. Okay, so so they're gonna they're gonna stay over the body, right? But there's right. also an Alzheimer's ridden woman, right? Right. Okay. This, right. So scary things start happening. They go bump in the night, and Yakov isn't sure. Is it the medication that he's on? Uh, is it Mrs. Lakov, or is there really a demon? He eventually uncovers, and this is just like the minorest of spoilers, that the man, the deceased, believes that he was haunted by a demon called a Mazik. And it's a demon that specifically haunts people who have had, who have gone through trauma, trauma, some Loss horrific shit, yeah. which is exactly what has happened to nice. uh, Yakov. Um, I guess I'll stop there. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I feel like I've set up the film. What uh, made you watch this? It was a new movie. Nice. You know, I, I you know, so I'm jealous. That's fucking awesome. It's, it's a brand new horror film. Uh, you, there was a scene that you sold looked, me. There was a scene where I literally exclaimed Jesus because it was such a scary. Uh, image uh, moment nice film. right right you know it i liked it a bunch and and i i'm confident that i'm gonna like it more on a second viewing when i get the courage to watch it and i'm gonna call it now we're gonna see the vigil on end of the year list nice that that's e-dog's uh guess i'm gonna see if i can get my brother and his wife to watch it that'd yes. be awesome you know 6.99 from your Fuck vod yeah. platform of choice and uh, i loved the vigil duh. I was talking to them recently, you know, of course I always say I watch a lot of movies with them and I was talking to them recently. I'm like, man, I want to watch something scary. And I know that sounds like a general thing, but coming from me, it's like, I feel like I haven't seen anything. that's scary recently, like in a while. I mean, I mean, again, everything scares me. So maybe you won't find it as creepy. I mean, but if uh, it's well made, I, I'll think it's scary. And I guess I don't know the director's name, but I saw where he's going to be the guy now that's going to do the Firestarter reboot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. For Blumhouse? Oh, I don't know who's doing it. I think so. But so, it's super good, Doc. It's good. Nice. Yeah. And that is? That was the vigil. Hell yeah. Uh, I might rattle. I just might start rattling. Start rattling, uh, Do you want to? Well, okay. Do you want to review Synchronic? Sure. Um, tell Eric, you tell us what Synchronic is, and I'll start first. Okay. Uh, you're, be- you're way better at this than I am. Uh, Synchronic follows two uh, paramedics. Um, they get called to several uh, gruesome scenes. Deaths that don't make sense uh, in terms of how the person died. Uh, for example, I think one of them was bit by a snake yep. that like hasn't been in like America in like years. Uh, they eventually learn that each death is connected with a drug, a synthetic drug, chronic. It's a it's it's a legal over the counter drug. Synchronic. Synchronic. But I just said chronic. Yeah, you said chronic. Sorry. Synchronic. Chronic. Um. While they are working these, I guess they're not working the case, they are, you know, uh, at these scenes, they learn that the that they're all connected through this drug, Synchronic. One of their daughters goes missing. Yes. And the other one, we learn, has a terminal illness. Yes. And he decides he's going to find the daughter, and in order to do so, he's going to have to take Synchronic. And... I would leave it there, but just be just so it 
So so it's sold. Synchronic does the drug does something that the film is basically it's let's just say it's high concept. Yes. You know, so the drug let's just say Synchronic is a very high concept idea for a film. And so if that doesn't sell you enough, you know, and it's it's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, mm-hmm. right? And I I feel like I liked their movies. Um, and then I really wasn't, I wasn't super into, uh, the big one. What was it? Um, the endless, the endless. I, w- I just wasn't super into it. Huh? Uh, I liked their, I liked everything they did with like resolution. And then they were, they were involved in Southbound right? and I loved Southbound, but the endless just didn't do it for me. Really? I really liked the endless. <clears throat> I know. And you, you loved it. So, but this, this, uh, okay. So synchronic, I almost feel like synchronic is their biggest movie for sure. Well, I mean, it has Anthony Mackie right. and Jamie Dornan. I think that's is right. Is that him? Um, and so it has two very big stars, and the film is, like I said, let's just say it's very high concept. It's Synchronic is a sci-fi film. For sure. And, um, you know, we can't say more than that, but everything Eric described, I mean, this is a really cool movie. I wasn't, like, absolutely blown away by it by any means, and I almost feel like I could see the script on the screen sometimes, like, mm. well what about this thing on the rock? And I'm like, eh, okay, so that's going to come back. Like, I feel like it's not the greatest written screenplay ever, but for what it is and for the actors in it, it's really good. Right. Really good. I really liked it. Me too. Um, but I didn't, I, I feel like this is a movie. If I saw when I was like 16, I would have been, I would have thought this was like the next memento. Right. You know, like the next greatest thing ever. And I just thought it was really good. I liked it. Me too. I, I liked it a lot. I mean, anything else on Synchronic? You did a great job explaining what it was. Uh, um, well, like I said, I, I do think it's their biggest for uh, sure film. Uh, I feel it's safe to say if you're familiar with Benson and Moorhead, yeah, you almost kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, um, and it might also be their safest film. Uh, yeah, uh, I just feel like uh, once we get the setup of what we don't want to say. Once we get there, it's kind of like a straightforward journey. Yeah, and I does that make sense? I think that's great, great explanation for it because I kind of feel like, man, I did not think of the word safe, but you're right. I feel like it, there was no surprises once once it was revealed what the drug does. Yes, I was like, okay, I'm on board. Let's let's well, go there. Same here. It, that, now 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 it's an adventure. But I felt like the film is. I feel like it was exactly. I don't know. Safe is a really good word. I feel like there was no surprises. Yeah, it's big and high concept, but once you know what it's going to be about, right. it's like it was that. It right. was exactly that, and then it was over. And I was like, Ugh, I wish it was more. It, it, in, in my opinion, it's the biggest, most successful film. Accessible, and again, maybe to a fault. Right. But I did really like it. Right. I did really like it. So, Synchronic. Synchronic. I, I liked it a bunch. Um you want to go to the next thing sure. for me? <clears throat> well, no, I rewatched uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow, so I'm just going to throw that out there. I finally watched it for the first time. Well, do you just want to review it then? You go ahead. Uh, holy shit. I holy liked it. shit. I, I liked it a bunch. Um, when I saw it, I thought this is going to be Eric's like top two movie of the year. <laughs> it's it's really, it, it probably, really good. It probably would have made my list. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It made mine. Um I, I guess it's it's the the actor that Jim Cumming p- portrays. He's yeah. this like alcoholic, like aggressive. He kind of says what we're thinking. Yeah, he he kind of says what we wish we could say, and he thinks. Oh, he no, he's against the idea of a werewolf, right? Yeah, 
And so, but yet he's on this case of all these murders where everybody else thinks it's a werewolf. So it was kind of a really fun concept to see this kind of aggressive man uh, going against what everybody is trying to tell him. And then it has sweetness in it, you know, with Robert Forrester and his dad and stuff like that. And I, I just, you know, the tone of it, I really said that this film was like, it reminded me so much of the, of the tone of Twin Peaks Mm. and you know, it's like, oh, is it because it's in like a mountain town? No, it was the madcap sort of ridiculous humor, but mixed with like horror and seriousness, but also like darkly hilarious. Right. Like I know it's like that's what it. I mean, man, I was blown away by the Wolf of Snow Hollow. I I I watched it, and that weekend I got off. I went on days off. I was like, I came over to my brother and you know his wife's house, and I was like, you guys got to watch Wolf of Snow Hollow. Like this is one of the best movies of the year, and we watched it, and they loved it too. It's it's charming. Yeah, absolutely charming. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's well directed, it's pretty, the effects are like scary and really good. And then, you know, it's fucking I wouldn't even consider this like a comedy because it's more like like I said, it's like I wouldn't consider Twin Peaks a comedy. It's more of the tone. I don't think it's comedy. It's just fucking funny. Uh, the one moment that particularly uh, killed me was uh, the werewolf attacks his daughter. Yeah. And uh, the father, the main character, Jim Cummings' character, his concern is- Don, he's just shooting at it? His his concern is, do you know what your mom is going to tell me? You know, instead of concern about his daughter. Yeah. And she part. instantly is like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Right. I thought that was really good. Um. And I, and I know that, you know, what Eric just described wouldn't be considered sweet, but it was just like it has emotions. And I know that sounds stupid to say, but like most comedies wouldn't take time to be like about a father-daughter relationship. And and that's in here. Right. You know, not I'm not saying it's like the most advanced thing ever, but like I just had everything. I loved it. I definitely want to seek out his like other work now. Me too. Me too. And see I, if, uh, it has, if it's the same caliber. I want to see, uh, I can't remember that fucking other Thunder movie. Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Thank you. It's on Prime. Yeah, I want to see it. Just available to stream. Do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, I watched The New Wrong Turn. Oh. Has this one you've seen? I haven't yet. I heard so many mixed things. Okay, so I like wrong. I have seen every Wrong Turn movie. I've only seen the first two. I don't remember them. So maybe that worked in my favor that I don't have any uh, affection so in towards co- the in franchise. In college, when I was at you know, you know, Mexico State in Cruces, I took them all out. I said, fuck it. I'm watching all the wrong turns. And they weren't all that good and they weren't all bad. I mean, let's do the episode. But I'll do it. I'll, I'll fucking buy that box set. But now- I got time. I own Wrong Turn 2 and that's it for right. obvious reasons. Right. Joe Lynch. But uh, uh, so Eric, tell us about the Wrong Turn reboot. Okay. So it's uh, you've probably heard it's no longer inbred cannibals. Yes. It's like this like cult. Right. And uh, I found it, and, and it's, you know, kids get lost in the Appalachian uh, forest, and they encounter this cult. I found this movie to be very challenging. Huh. Not challenging like Under the Skin or Mother. You know, I was Two so, really good movies. I was so close to walking out of Mother, but I'm glad I didn't. Why? Because re- it's a fucking grating film, but I, I Absol- do like absolutely, it. Absolutely, but The only film I've ever walked out of was hardcore Henry Dahl. I was just getting motion sick. I, I never did see hardcore. I, I needed a fucking breakdown. I was fucking dizzy. Okay, people the, said that about Cloverfield. I didn't have a problem with Cloverfield. Uh, so the reason I found the new wrong turn, I guess they're calling it a reboot. Yeah, 
a challenging film because it throws out just all the fucking tropes that we know and love. But then turns it into a cult movie. Well, hear me out. Okay. Okay. Number one, they give us smart kids. Huh? Educated. Uh, making good choices. Do we like them? We do like them. Ah. Uh, the film tells us, hey, these villains might not be bad. They've got a defense. And then they go and they give us an old dad as one of the heroes. And it's like, what are you doing? You're doing all this new shit to me. You're breaking the mold. And I don't know if I'm liking this because I'm used to my set trappings in this genre. Yeah. Fortunately, it works. Really? It works. Um, the new stuff that they're trying to do is for the better. And it, I couldn't, I can, and I can sit here and say, it's just a fucking film where kids get lost sure, in the woods sure. and they, and they meet crazy people. Cause that is what it, cause that is a, cause that is what it is at its core. Is it? Is but it, it does something different with that setup. Is it like a chase slasher like those, but just with the cult? So, you know, the kids start getting taken out, okay. but, but then we get introduced to the cult. And we learn that they have like motivation and reason for what right. they're doing. Um, even the uh, uh, we you know the lambs have been led to slaughter. There's even a twist on that character. Really? Yeah. So it's the cool. harbinger. The harbinger. Yeah. So it's cool that uh, sir, you have the harbinger online too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's oh, just God. so it's just tight that they give us this scenario that we know we've seen it a hundred times. And they did something different. Nice stuff. That's exciting. I, uh, I, I feel like from your review, I'd rather watch. If I have to pick something, I want to watch the Vigil because that sounds awesome. Oh, oh, I would pick the Vigil over the Wrong Turn. But I have seen all the Wrong Turns, Da. Uh, it's a good one, Da. It's a good one. I, I think there's uh, there's one of the Wrong Turn sequels. I want to say it's four or five. That's like incest. Uh -huh. Like no, like not with the like. This was funny. Not with the like uh, cannibals. The, not with the cannibals. There, there's a joke at the end of this movie where they're where these kids where they're gonna watch a film, and and one of the characters goes, ah, they picked another inbred cannibal movie. So there's a fun little wink at the rest of the franchise. Does uh, Elijah Dushku make an appearance? She does not. Damn, dog. Yeah, that's a that's a and, always always a bad thing. And and neither does Henry Rollins. Um, oh, or Joe Lynch for that matter. Right. So that is Wrong Turn, the reboot. That is Wrong Turn 2021. Wait, where do you find time, dog? You know, I'm driving along. You're driving along. Are you watching WandaVision? I am watching WandaVision. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. The finale is Friday. Yep. Yeah. So we'll finally get to know what the fuck is going on. I feel that's already been revealed. Me well, too. Let's keep going. I really, really like uh, one. Oh, by the so it's, it's, this isn't a Marvel podcast, but I don't give a fuck about superhero movies. I really like WandaVision. Yeah, me too. So there you go. All right, my next thing is, we'll do it here, The Stand. Okay. So The Stand wrap-up. So on the last episode, I talked about The Stand, and I raved about it, and I kind of feel sim a little similar to the way I felt about The Outsider, which is, man, the show opens, directed by Josh Boone, and his episodes, I think he did the first two hours are really, really good. This is the director of, you know, The New Mutants. He didn't just do, I mean, he didn't do the whole series? No. Okay. Well, he wrote it. It's like developed by him and all that with Stephen King. Gotcha. So it's his series, but he didn't direct the whole thing. Gotcha. Um, I want to say one of them was, uh, no, never mind. Um, so it started off so, so good. And what I will say is, you know what? The Stand 2020 uh, reboot, 
is good. It's really good. Is it over? It's over. But, uh, you know, as with everything Stephen King, it ends with a giant alien sewer, sewer spider. Now, the, here's the interesting thing. Stephen King wrote the final episode of this. So, The Stand has been changed three times. The first time it came out, there was like a book. Uh, there was like an addendum where he like changed the ending. Then there was like an uh, unabridged version of the stand, like years later where he changed the ending again, uh, Stephen King. Then there was like a sort of melding of the endings in uh, the Mick Garris, the stand that was the TV miniseries. And now Stephen King himself has come back and wrote a new ending for the stand for this 2020 version. And so I was most excited for that because I've seen the original miniseries as well. I don't know how to read, so I haven't read the books. And, um, you know, it does, it doesn't stick the landing. It doesn't, but, uh, it's good. It's really good. Everyone will like it. Everyone will like the stand. Um, I was hoping like it opens so good and I feel like it's just good by the end of it, which is, which is better than most TV for me. So I still really like the stand, but I feel like the ending is kind of overwritten a little bit. Like Stephen King was like, oh, I finally got it. Like he's been thinking about it forever. How to finally end the stand in 2020. It's okay. But it's really good. Really fucking good. So I really like the stand. I wish the ending was better, but I really, really did enjoy the journey. And anybody right now, like everybody loves post-apocalyptic uh, films and stories. Uh, everybody get fucking the CBS All Access or Paramount Plus now and watch the stand. It's fucking, it's nine hours. And it's fucking awesome. So I talked about on the last episode that we did. So, you know, of course, it's the stand is the fight, you know, between good and evil. But there's a super flu that kills off almost the entire planet. And then the fight for good and evil for the end of the world begins. That's the stand. Eric, I'm done with the stand. That's the stand. Everybody should watch it. Although I didn't love the ending. What's next? All right, I got Willy's Wonderland. No. Uh, this is the new Nick Cage film. Uh, I've heard more than one people call it the Five Nights at Freddy movie. Uh, I don't know what Five Nights at Freddy is. Is it a video game? Yeah, it's like a mobile app video game. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it, it got big on like iOS back in the day, and I think there's like four of them. Okay. Uh, so Willy's Wonderland is uh, the new Nick Cage vehicle uh, where he breaks down in this town where there's this restaurant, sort of like a Chuck E. Cheese, called Willy's Wonderland, where they have uh, animatronic robots. There's a bunch of different characters in Willy's Wonderland. And this is like a place, you know, where children would have their birthday parties, and these animatronic robots would perform. There's a stage where they uh, sing and dance. But Willy's Wonderland hasn't been opened for years, we learn. Nick Cage, his car breaks down. He's offered by a local mechanic, if you just spend the night inside Wheelie's Wonderland cleaning it, I will fix your car. So Nick Cage agrees to it. One thing that I was incredibly turned off by, Nick Cage doesn't talk. What? The entire fucking film. What? Not a single line of dialogue from Nick Cage. Uh, and then That when, must be how they sold it to him. And then... They must have sold it to him like, look, we'll pay you and you don't have to do shit and, except... Physical. Well, 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 yeah. There's there's this tremendous scene where he's dancing, playing pinball, and I was like, oh my god. Well, this is a huge highlight right now. I feel like this is peak meta Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah, but go ahead. 
So, and then, and not only that, like whenever he is, okay, so the, the animatronic uh, robots are evil. It's funny, this story gives us a very detailed backstory on why these things are possessed. I'd love to ask you, but it'd be spoilers. Uh, we, we learn that there's like a pact between these evil robots and the city where the city has to feed uh, these animatronic robots okay. so, so, so they won't leave. As a sacrifice. Right, so they won't leave the restaurant. It's like the girl in the volcano. Uh, and, and then like even Nick Fear, he doesn't even like show fear. Like he's like so, uh, like he's like almost unimpressed. This is what happens when too many people liked Mandy, and now and well, you know what? It's a it's a fun idea, and it and it almost lasts. Eventually, you know, when when you're nearing the seventy five minute mark, it runs out. Right, right, exactly. Like you're okay. He's fighting these funny puppets. He's not afraid. Okay, let's just get this over with. I don't think I'd recommend. Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Willie's Wonderland. But I also didn't mind it. Huh. Okay. It, it was like, it was, you know, it was cool for that one time. It was cool because it's a, it's the new Nick Cage wacky film. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel That's like why we, we got to watch the new uh, silly thing. I know, but I feel like we've reached like like peak Nick Cage, like um, uh, sort of like everybody is now just exploiting him, I feel like. Right. Like Mandy, Mandy's like an artful film, so it's a little bit different. But I feel like, okay, now it's, let's have Nick Cage freak out in a movie and then it can be a gif. And it's like, oh, Willy's Wonderland. I, I know this is probably cliche, but can we just get Nick Cage in a Tarantino film? That'd be great. That would be like my dream come true. So Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. I've got nothing it, to add to it. it. Loses its steam. Want to keep going, Doc? Uh, I've got a couple things. Okay. Well, I, I, I finally started that uh, M. Night Shyamalan show on Apple, Apple TV. Servant. Okay. I've only seen two episodes. So I, this is not a review just to say it's really fucking good. I've only seen two fucking episodes. How many episodes are there? Um, I want to say there's like 10 in the first season and season two just dropped. Um, oh, so, okay. but they're like, they're like 30 to 45 minutes long. They're short. And, um, uh, yeah, servant. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about it. Servant is, you know, M. Night Shyamalan's new movie about a couple that lives in, uh, I think New York city, but, and they have lost their child. Um, and in order to get over the grief of losing their their baby, they have what's called, and I don't remember what it's called, so I shouldn't have said that, like a doll that is supposed to like act as their baby, like so that they can like get over the grief instead of losing the baby instantly. Uh-huh. So they like care for the doll and put it to bed and stuff. And and it's the boy. So what concerned me with watching it and why I was so turned off from Servant was I was like, oh, it's going to be the boy. But you know what I forgot? When stuff is like well-directed and fucking dope, like the boy's a piece of shit, right? The second one anyways. I think both. Oh, I never saw the second one, but I think that first movie is an abomination. Okay. Um, Servant, yeah, has a similar premise, but you got to see the way it's shot, Don, the score and how fucking... um, it's very over serious. Uh-huh. It's my kind of thing. It's my kind of thing. So I've seen two episodes of it and I'm like, Ooh, what, t- what took me so long to start serving? Right. Um, I like, you know, it's giving me, um, man, like downtrodden, mean spirited vibes, um, so far. And I'm like, yep, this is, this is the, the, the shit I like. Um, so that was servant. I'm done. 
I've only seen two episodes. Uh, no, I've got a few more things, but Eric, what's your next thing? Okay, the next one I got is Hunter Hunter. This is a new Devin Sawa movie. Sound familiar? Final Destination. Uh, not Devin Sawa, but no, this is a 2020 film. Uh, it's called Hunter Hunter. I've, I've heard of it, yeah. I uh, heard this is good. Uh, it is. They talked about it on Colors of the Dark. Uh, Hunter Hunter, uh, Devin Sawa is like an expert hunter. Uh, he lives in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he's got a wife and like a teenage daughter and they have like no modern conveniences. Uh, you know, they don't have light. Um, all the food that they eat is caught. Okay. He has a bunch of traps set out uh, on his land and that's also how they make their living. Uh, they sell the fur. Right, exactly. What they trap. The pelts. But you learn that what he's currently catching, like, isn't in season. So, you know, they're not getting a lot of money. So they're, like, struggling. Uh, they have to find an alternative. They're struggling financially. They're struggling even even to eat sometimes. Okay. Okay. So there's this fucking wolf that's coming around. And the wolf will often eat what he's trapped. So he sets out to kill the wolf, kill the wolf, right? Leaving the wife and daughter at home. And I just got to stop there now. Okay. I just, I have to fucking stop there, but holy shit, this fucking film, da. Really? It is a fucking loop. Nice. Yeah. Um, and you're probably also thinking to yourself, that doesn't sound very horrorish. No, it does. But by the time those credits were hitting, I was like, is this the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nice, though. That's yeah. what we like. Were people screaming, and was there just a chainsaw running for the entire... There's some wild shit nice. that's going on at the end of this film. It goes from a man hunting a wolf to that bitch needs an apron. Nice. Yes. This shit is wild, Da. This is another one you know, I was going to recommend to you, Da. For, for whatever... Awesome, and that's Hunter Hunter? This is Hunter Hunter. For whatever reason, while you were explaining it, I was picturing the farm from The Dark and the Wicked. Oh, God. I finally watched it. Yeah, what did you think of it? It was terrifying. Brian Bertino's The Dark and the Wicked. Fuck yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, I really like The Dark and the Wicked, so that's my kind of movie. Very good, yes. Does it it have those kind of vibes with the farm? No, it's it's not as... It's not quite as nihilistic. Duh. That's what I like. Then uh, this is a bit more... What did you think of that final shot of The Dark and the Wicked? I mean, I remember thinking it was fucked up. Yeah. Um, this, this I would almost say Hunter Hunter is a bit more lively. Sure. But it still really swings for the fences. Nice. Yeah. I like this is another one I liked a bunch. Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter, yeah. I got two more. Okay, I've got shit to rattle off and then we'll do you two more. Okay. Uh I've got stuff that's not really horror. You ready? Okay. Night Stalker on Netflix. Did you watch it? I did not. Yeah, just wanted to say cool uh crime documentary. Also um, well, not to be a party pooper, but not that good. <laughs> uh, next thing, ready? Okay. Are you afraid of the dark? Season two. Ah, I've only watched the first episode. Not getting as good of vibes as I did on that first season. The uh, remember this is a reboot for Nickelodeon. Uh huh. I really liked that first season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? It had like sort of it vibes. 
This is more like teeny bopper. Is it still kids sitting around a campfire telling a tale? It is, and that's why I like the first uh, this first season so much because it was it was the they were the Midnight Society and they told the story around the campfire and blah blah blah, and the campfire came to life Ooh. or the the story came to life. Um, this so the, so the kids who are telling the story get into the story. Yes. Okay. And this is just another fucking story. So, uh, so far it's is it the same kids. Nope. Gotcha. So I'm not really into it yet, but I will say, watch that first season of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. Two things that aren't horror, because you know I love movies. Uh, I watched The Undoing on HBO. Okay. This fucking Nicol- uh, this uh, Nicole Kidman show. Liked that. Last thing. Last thing. Rewatched, uh, again, not horror, Interstellar. Okay. And I just wanted to say, I think love Interstellar it. is a fucking masterpiece. And I'm done with my what I've been watching, Eric. Okay, well then I, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. Let's hear your on, final two on, on my last two. Let's hear your final two. So disappointed you didn't watch Saint Maud because this is the next thing I want to bring up. I I feel like every episode there's a movie where I say I know I fucked up and you fucked up and here we are. Here's, so Eric, tell here, us about here, Saint Maud. Here's the thing: it went to epics. So. Let me let me quickly and I'm so defend. turned off by this. Here's what happened with St. Maud. Okay. This is a film that was like supposed to go to theater, right. going to be the next big fucking thing and the right. greatest fucking Last scar- Easter. Scary as fuck and all this shit. And then COVID happened and then just derailed They it. just never put it out. Like at least the fucking lodge came out. Like right. we never fucking, this just disappeared. Right. And now it's on epics? Yes. Eric, tell us about St. Maud. Before I do, I had the worst viewing experience of it the epics app was just the biggest piece of shit ever for what do you me. watch it on your uh, xbox no because there's a on the on the xbox it's epics now there's not an epics app okay so uh i subscribe to epics now through uh um, amazon no through itunes and you know it's still the same login but i wasn't able to stream it on my xbox so I had to download, da- download, download just the Epics app on Melissa's Roku, and the shit had a buffer. No, no, exa- no exaggeration. Like ten times throughout. It was probably the Roku. Probably the Roku. Anyways, it was such an awful experience. But the movie was. But it, I was still able to enjoy the film, even though I couldn't just like watch the fucking film. If right. that makes any sense. Uh, we meet this woman. Uh, she's a home healthcare worker. Uh. Her latest uh, uh, patient, I guess, uh, is is a woman with a terminal illness. And you learn this woman, she likes to drink. Uh, she's got, uh, she likes to party. She's got like a younger boyfriend. She's got a younger girlfriend. And, and Maude is just very religious. And she sees what her patient, her, her client is is partaking in. Okay. And she thinks that she needs to save her. Okay. When the client is just like, I'm just here for a good time with what little time I have I'm left. just here for a good time, not a long time. Right, exactly. Maud, she thinks that like when she does something wrong that she needs to uh, punish herself. There's this super fucked up part where she puts like nails on the soles of her shoes and then just starts walking. There's this other fucked up part where she just starts flogging herself. You know, she's got this like whip and she's just hitting her. And you know a lot about flogging. Yeah. And she's just hitting herself uh, on the back. Eventually she snaps. Is it, this is for religious purposes. 
Like, is she this, like this? Is from from Maud's perspective, it's a religious perfect, uh, right? But she's like you know, um, you know, like Catholic guilt, like uh, right, exactly uh, atoning for her sins or whatever. Exactly, because you learn something has happened. Yeah, in the past, that's that's pushed. Well, it's her. called Saint Maud, so I assumed, yeah, right. Not uh, that we grew up Catholic, right? So, well, what's funny is I was going to say I found this relatable, right? Uh, not to such an extreme, but. You know, I grew up where I was being told, you know, masturbating was wrong. Which it is. And I was... Eric, shut up. <laughs> and, and, and you know, it, it created this confusion inside of me of what do I do? For sure. And, like, and, a, and, and in the Catholic religion, you're told so many things that are super, like, kind of normal or for... Especially, like, when you're a kid. Right. That you're going to go to fucking hell that if you don't say... 10 Hail Marys tonight. You're, you're afraid that you're going to be punished. For sure. Right, exactly. It, Catholic guilt. It's literally Catholic guilt. So so from, from a perspective, I was like relating to what she was going through. Right, flogging yourself. So, but eventually, not flogging myself. Well, what <laughs> well, kind of flogging are we talking well, about? Well, you know, I don't so, know. So might be flogging it. Eventually, Maude snaps when the client tells her, you know, this is not healthy. Too much, right. Sure. Exactly. And... Maud goes on a journey of thinking, no, I got to get back. And she starts floating. Uh, to, oh. uh, to the client. Uh, uh, we have Colby Jack Cheese here, the dog, and he's barking. Go ahead. One, one thing I was disappointed about was I was expecting it to be one thing. And it was something else. I was expecting it to be an A24 horror film. Yeah. And it's kind of not. In a good way or a bad way? Well, I wanted something supernatural. I wanted a demon. It's not that. Well, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah. You so, know, that's kind of not, you know, slight spoilers for the lodge. That's kind of what the lodge ended up being too, in a way. Like right, the lodge right, is, right, is yeah. extremely religious, extremely, um, you know, it's, it's very Catholic guilt type film, which is why I liked it so much. Right. But, you know, slight spoilers for the lodge. Not all is what it seems. Right. And, right. And, and that's exactly how I think Maude was, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, advertised as one thing, and it's it's kind of another. Okay. But it's still really, really good. Really good? Really good. Okay. So out of everything you talked about today. No, The Vigil. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I, I want to hear. So The Vigil. Okay. Yeah. But uh, St. Maud is sick as hell. All right. Yeah. I liked it a bunch. Well, hell yeah. I'm glad you finally watched it. I, I need to watch it. And, and my last one is... Not the best movie on this list, but possibly my favorite on this list is Psycho Gorman. Oh, okay, sure. I, of course, didn't watch this. Duh! Why do you... God damn it, duh! <laughs> watch a, <laughs> you, new, watch you, a new film. You watch you? everything on the fucking planet. Oh, I forgot one of my movies. Okay. But do you want to talk Psycho Gorman? Just real quick. Uh, it's real silly. Uh, you know, intentionally. And this is the guy who did uh, Leprechaun Returns Ooh. and Avoid. Oh, okay. Dude, fuck you! Leprechaun Returns is fun. Wait, which one's the last, the the second to last one? Uh, back to no, the no, no. One of them was bad. It was like that Leprechaun monster. Oh, that was Origins. Oh, okay, I like Returns. Then no, no, Returns is the one that's supposed to be a direct sequel. It's really good, really. Yeah. Good. So it's and it's and it's that same vibe where it's like real silly, uh, really gory. These two kids unearth uh, uh, an alien whose only goal is just to kill every single being that he encounters, but they find this amulet that makes her have control over this alien. Okay. And it's like real silly. Like they play dodgeball together. They go shopping for clothes, 
But one thing I really liked about it was it was surprisingly super anti-religious and anti-cop. Oh, okay. There's a part where she's praying to a crucifix. And this is like an 11-year-old girl. Nice. It's these two children, right? And she gets angry while she's praying, takes the crucifix off the wall, and snaps it over her knee. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Nice. So Eric liked that it was anti-religious as well as anti-cop. Yes. And it's just like super gory. It's very silly. Like... Psycho Gorman. This is a fun one, Doc. This Hell is yeah, a fun Dad. one. Yeah, I'm. I'll be honest. I have no interest in Psycho Gorman. Duh! The the blue is like on the sixteenth. You gonna rewatch it? Fuck yeah! I, you know, I already got it pre-ordered. Do you really? Yeah, from Amazon. Wow. Uh, you know, I got a random story. Okay. Finally ordered that after midnight Blu-ray from Amazon. Okay. It came in the. They shipped it, so I order every month. I sh- I order a 12 pack of body armor, uh, strawberry banana drinks. Okay. They're so good fucking stuff. good. They shipped them in the same box with no padding. So my after midnight Blu-ray click case is shattered. Oh damn. So I told them and I said, Hey, it's shattered. Can you send me another one? They said, yeah, but you have to send the other one back. Uh-huh. So I'm currently holding on to both, not wanting to send the other one back. And I was going to say, do you want it? It's shattered. Don't you want you, aren't you going to be charged It's $12. Yeah, I'll take it. Even shattered? Even shattered. I'll fucking give it to you. Well, it might, have, it, up. it might have germs on it. It probably does. It's probably got your fucking COVID germs on it. It's probably got my fucking, uh, well, I was going to say chicharronas, but um, anyways. So is, that, so is that what we've been watching? One more. Okay. Totally forgot to mention, I did. So Eric, you're yelling at me saying, why don't you? Why, blah, 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 blah. Um, I finally did watch Possessor. Oh, okay. And uh, so we won't go along about it. This is Brandon Cronenberg's movie that Eric put on. It was on your list. It was not. Okay. And remember, I apologized on the last episode because I know you guys are, are big listeners and listen to all our episodes. Um, on our last episode, I said I, I confessed that I hadn't seen Possessor yet. And uh, I watched it, and I liked it way more than I expected to. Huh. Way more than I expected to. Uh, didn't love it, but how mean-spirited oh, sure. the violence for sure is uh, i think i remember you describing it as like this is one that you feel the violence right and uh you know there's an opening scene with this horrible murder with these knives and uh it's so um shot realistically in such an awful way um and the way he shoots you know oh man uh I was blown away. You know, I was taking it back. Of course, I'm disgusted by it. You know, of course, like I should be. But I'm also like, damn, he's going for this. Right. Um, it's and brutal. It's brutal. And there's a lot of like, I was like, fuck. Um, there's also, I remember we talked when we talked, this is Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. You said, what's the difference in the uncut version? I have those answers. I, I mean, I saw the uncut version. Right. But remember, you're like, well, I mean, is there even a cut version? There is. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if you remember in the uncut version, there is nudity. Okay. And the nudity includes male parts. Yes. Uh, those are completely cut out. Okay. Of the cut version. Okay. The rated R version. So there you go. There's your answer. That is what is cut. And I think that that is super important for the plot of this movie. Ah, yes. Um, Possessor is sort of about that. And uh, without it, I think that's really weird. Huh. And fucked up that they would like have to cut stuff out that is basically what the film is about. I know it sounds weird to say that, but if you've seen Possessor, yes. you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. So that's Possessor Uncut by Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, blown away by the fucking violence in this movie. For sure. The film itself, super well made. Not really 
for me. Did you feel like it was slow? It definitely dragged for me. I kind of feel like it was a little, I don't know. I mean, it's it's plot heavy, but it's also like not. Like, I didn't give a fuck about the characters in the movie. Gotcha. But I did care about like the, I don't know what, what was happening, but I wasn't like, oh God, I hope she gets home safely to her kids. Right. I was like, eh, because it's so um, abstract. You know, like the characters are so abstracted from the plot because it's so cold. It's an extremely cold movie. I usually like stuff like this, uh, stuff that is this cold, but this is sort of a, this is almost just like exercises in filmmaking rather than like a cold, mean-spirited movie. Gotcha. So I liked it, just didn't love it. I loved that he went for a lot of that bullshit. Right. Uh, some of the violence, I was like, holy fuck. Possessor uncut. Glad you saw it. Is that it for uh, what we've been watching? Yep. Thank God. What's next? I'd like to introduce something new. To the podcast? To the podcast. Maybe it'll just be a one-time thing. Maybe it'll be uh, a consistent thing. Uh, I hope you have time for some... Horror trivia. Hey! Horror trivia! E-Dog bot. Trivial Pursuit! Horror Trivial Pursuit. That is right. I have two cards here. Please take my word. I have not looked at these cards. Okay, I'm ready. I'm excited. Okay. You know, I wanted to do this when they announced this. Each card... Each card has six questions. Okay. There are six categories. Uh, there is, uh, I'm not going to remember them all, monster, slasher, supernatural, interna- uh, international, and I forget the other two. But, so what I was going to do was, uh, questions are on one side, answers are on the back. I thought we could each. You're going to hand it to me? Yeah. I thought we could each ask. The answers on the back? The answers are on the back. Okay. So I thought we could each ask ourselves a question or two. And let's test our, our metal trivia. We'll so test our metal. I'll go first. I'm uh, asking you. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if there's on, one on here that you may uh, get. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. This is a good one, Dom. Who has been accredited writer on every film in the Child's Play series? Don Mancini. You are... Correct. Good, sir. All right. Ding, ding. One more, da. What horror legend played Samson Dustin in the opening scene of Hatchet? Hang on. Come on, da. You know that. Oh, it's uh, Kane Hodder. Da, Kane Hodder played Victor in the opening scene of Hatchet. Is it? There's a horror legend. Who is it? Is it Lance Henriksen? Nope. Fuck, I can't. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't remember now. It's Robert England. Robert England. I was gonna say, fuck. Okay, fuck. and one more, just because there's a there's a Hitchcock question okay. on here. Okay, here we go. The Birds, 1968, lacked what conventional film element? Conventional film element. Yep. Color? Musical score? <laughs> Musical score. You were one for three, Da. Hit me. Oh, Da, I got fucked on that. 
Hit me, da. All right, here we go. Yes. Let me uh, run through them. In the Hills Have Eyes 2006 remake, what Californian city is the Carter family traveling to? God damn it. That's a tough time. San Francisco. You're, you're close. San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Hit now, me with another. This pisses me off because there's a question. There's questions on here that I can easily answer. Uh-huh. You ready? Okay. All right. You ready to answer this one? Let's hear it. What is the name of the pub that the protagonist David Kessler visits at the start of an American werewolf in London? The Slaughtered Lamb. The Slaughtered Lamb. Yeah. I didn't even have to look. The Slaughtered Lamb. Nice. Hit me with one more, G. Uh, this pisses me off. In The House of the Devil, one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Okay. What Academy nominated director played Megan, the best friend of the... Nah, why didn't you ask me these questions, nah? I don't know that bitch's name. Greta Gerwig. Greta, Greta Gerwig. And I'm not looking at the answers. Okay, here we go. You gonna uh, hit me with more? I'm going to hit you with more. Okay, hit me. What weapon does Maddie obtain from the villainous man in Hush 2016? Oh, damn. Good question. Mike Flanagan's Hush. Knife? I don't know the answer. Look. All right, here we go. Crossbow. Cross. I was going to say that. Fucked up. Damn it. Fucked up. Okay, are we ready? We're going to keep going. Okay. As part of a hazing ritual in Raw 2016. Oh, my God. Protagonist Justine is forced to eat the raw kidney of what animal? Rabbit. Got it, now. All right. Uh, let's see. There's only one more. Okay. I don't think we'll know it. I don't like this movie. Okay. In the Amityville Horror, 1979. Okay. What character invites a priest to bless the house? George Lutz, Kathy Lutz, or Father Delaney? Damn. I don't really like the first Amity. Me neither. I like the second one. I'm going to go with Kathy. Kathy. Oh, you got it. We'll read the rest of yours, Doc. All right. You got three more then. I knew it was Robert England. God damn it, (laughs) Doc. Christopher Lee portrayed what character in The Wicker Man 1973? I don't know, Doc. Lord Summer Isle. Okay. All right. What actor portrayed both Lucas and Jeffrey in Mama? Javier Botet? <laughs> uh, Nicolaj Coaster Waldo. And uh, good luck with this one, G. In Eyes Without a Face, 1960, what is the term for the procedure involving transferring living tissue from one person to another? Brain damage. Heterografting. Oh, you like that a lot. Yeah. So uh, that was. You should you have brought more, Doc. That was just a little bit of trivia. I've wanted to buy this forever, so that's awesome that you got it. Yeah. Um, when Melissa and I will play, I always ask her questions, and I'm like, why couldn't I have gotten that? I know. One, well, you know? well, that that's what pissed me off. I was reading this. I'm like, in, in the House of the Devil, oh, fucking Ty West movie, I, one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. What Academy Award nominated actress play, or director played Megan? I'm like, fucking Greta Gerwig, motherfucker. God damn it. What I, what I would eventually like is... Maybe you and Dana could come over. Let's play a full game. Oh, we're not coming over. You don't let people go to your house. Well, well you let Dana. You know, we could play it. We get some tit, some shit bell before. Some what? Some shit bell before. I thought you said tit bell. Well, I want some of that too. Hey, we can't all get what we want though, yeah. right, Doc? And uh, we'll play some. Uh, yeah. It's- I think on the next episode, we should do like a whole like, 
I think we should take um, specific time to like talk a few movies and then go through like a like have a whole section where you bring a bunch of the cards and we do them on the podcast. Huh. It'd be more fun. You don't think six was enough? Twelve total? Well, half of them we didn't know because we we're, were idiots. True. Yeah. That's awesome, Doc. Yeah. And that was called that what, was just what, a little bit of horror trivia. Yeah, but what, what you had a name for it, didn't you? I mean, this is from Horror Trivial Pursuit. All right, fine, Doc. You ready? And that was from Horror Trivia Pursuit. Yeah. All right, Doc. You got a. Uh, that was awesome, Eric. Thank you for bringing those. Oh, you're welcome. I do got a tarot tune. Uh-oh. So it's now time for everybody's favorite part of the uh, Ghoul Squad podcast. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Uh, fuck you, E-Dog. Fuck you. Fuck you, E-Dog. Fuck you. All right. Hit it. All right. Hailing from Ontario. Ontario? 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 Hailing from Ontario, Canada. Uh, Black, Canada, Canada, uh, Black Cat Attack is led by front woman Valerie Knox. I've tweeted it before, and I'll say it again now. I think there needs to be more women in the horror punk scene. While I was writing this, I could only think of Jesso Lantern, Zombina and the Skeletons, the Mary Lou's, Candy Corn for Breakfast, and my personal favorite, Defiant Brood. Of course, yeah, everybody knows that. Uh, true. You know, that's for the next, uh, you know, trivia question. Uh, Black Hat Attack does have a second singer. Their bassist, Brian Dickface, no relation to Keegan, who sort of screams. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely prefer Valerie's clean vocals. Uh, currently, Black Hat Attack seems to be quiet. Their last social media post was in April 2020, and their last album, Ejaculation, was released in 2016. Here is the song. You're one ugly motherfucker from Ejaculation. The title of the song is obviously one of Schwarzenegger's popular lines from the original Predator. Hit it, da. That's a great song, Da. That was, <laughs> and you themed that well, Da. And that was Black Cat Attack. That was well themed because it was Predator, right? Yes. Is, is the song about the first film? I like that you're bringing more women into this. I, I try, but there's not a lot. Never happens. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Why do you think there's not a lot of women in horror punk? Uh, because like, uh, it's kind of a boys' club. Uh, like anything. This Why isn't there more women in it? Well, more importantly, anything this lame. Aww. I'm kidding, Dom. I'm Aww. kidding. 
And uh, with that, I'm sorry. With oh, that, uh, I'm never doing another another Terror Tunes again. Well, with that, it's uh, Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Eric Coffin's Terror Tunes. Fuck you, Eda. Fuck you. Fuck you, Eda. Fuck you. We also now have the neighbor's dog uh, barking, so yes, I hope you do. guys can't hear that. Yes, we do. And that's it, right? So we got that's Predator. It. Yeah, no, no, let's let's talk. One of the greatest cinematic monsters of all time, created by. Come on, dog. Fred Decker, Stan Winston. Oh, you're talking about the uh, yeah, yes. A little bit of you know. Let's let's do some more trivia. It was originally supposed to be. Well, Van- hang on, hang on. We got to play the grindhouse music. Okay, play that fucking shit. <laughs> Okay, Edan, tell us the it, trivia. You know, it was originally supposed to be Van Damme, opposite of Schwarzenegger. Van Damme. John Claude. Van, JCVD. Do, do it again for me. John Claude. Van Damme. John Claude. Van Damme. John Claude. Van Damme. But apparently the suit was too hot or something. Right, I could see that. Fuck and it. And so he was like, fuck it, I ain't doing this. And I don't think they had reached that final design yet. Right. You know, of how badass he I guess that came super looking. late. Yeah. Uh, th- that's one thing I will say about especially that first Predator movie. Man, you can feel the heat in that movie. For sure. I mean, and that's one of the gimmicks of the film. Yeah, for sure. And and obviously, you, you feel the heat in Predator 2. That movie sucks. Um, but in that first one, yeah, like it, you feel the heat. Right. Because it's the hottest are, summer. They are attracted to heat. And they are attracted to conflict. And they are attracted to your mama's big titties. Might want to cut that one out. Uh, I think I'll leave that in. Uh, <laughs> I think we're long enough in that uh, we're going to leave that. Okay. Well, then let's just let's just the jump predator to uh, episode of the podcast. Yeah, you know, I'm obviously not the biggest fan of this franchise, and like I said at the beginning, you know, it's interesting because I thought I was. Yeah. So, like so, I thought I really liked this. It, so it took a Ghoul Squad episode for you to learn that you dislike the Predator. Um, as as always with this podcast, it broke me. Damn. As a Predator fan, no. No, uh, that's a joke. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I thought the first movie was going to be more sci-fi and, and bigger. What what do you think Predator is? If someone came up to you and asked you, what genre is the Predator? What would you say? Is it action? Is it sci-fi? Is it horror? Is it all the above? Sci-fi action. Sci-fi Cause, action? Because even, even when the action amps up to as, as much as it can at the end of the first movie... It's all sci-fi, right? Like he has to put on the fucking uh, mud, mud so it can't see him, and it's got the lasers and the missiles and shit. So sci-fi. I uh, love the whenever- way it, the way it can see, right? Like the way the the predator sees the um, the thermals, right? right. Like all of that infrared. is very infrared, very sci-fi. I love whenever uh, Schwarzenegger first discovers uh, you they- are one ugly motherfucker whenever he discovers you know the the mud will uh hide his the 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 heat his body is giving off he's coming out of the water and the predator follows him and when he's coming out how his suit is like malfunctioning and it's like glitching yes see it cracking that's just fire dog that is absolutely fire and you know i guess i'm kind of jumping ahead to that film but i i will never forget when i was a kid and i saw that and i remember i remember being afraid of the predator when this when i'm like a child and and i'll never forget you know, the reveal that 
the mud and you know it can't see him because it's it's disguising his you know uh, heat signature that final confrontation though very good holy shit there's a moment there's this wide shot where Schwarzenegger sets off one of his traps and he's running and in the background it's like the predator on a branch or a log and there's just this big explosion and it just lights up the predator and it's like fuck pure cinema so good, yes. Yeah, there's stuff at the end of the movie that is for sure. Um, you want to wait to keep going on that film? Sure, yeah. sure. What, what I think I think it's safe to say what the worst Predator film is. I'm I'm assuming we're both gonna have Alien vs Predator Requiem. Yes, and so there's okay. So let's set the stage. There okay. are six films. We included Alien vs Predator, right? Because if if we didn't, there would only be four. Correct. And like Eric just said, there's no other way to put it. Alien vs Predator Requiem is one of the worst movies ever made. Period. Period. Now, why is that, Kiko? Why is it so goddamn fucking awful? Because it's dark. I've got a little bit more trivia for you. <laughs> okay, now. Guess what? I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it. Now, Eric hand wrote his notes. I didn't know he knew how to write. Yeah. Well, you know, I passed the third grade. Really? Yes. Uh, that Sometimes was a, you can't tell, Doc. That, fuck you. That was a conscious decision by the director of photography, Daniel Pearl. He didn't like not the Daniel. Uh, I'm not gonna make that joke. <laughs> do you know what? I, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, There's no. another Daniel Pearl, but it's not funny. Never mind. Okay, uh, I'll tell you later. Okay, it's not funny. I, is it you, an off the mic thing? Yeah, it's just a very serious war thing, like a real life thing. Oh, okay. Um, not that Daniel Pearl. No, this is the director of photography for Alien vs Predator Requiem. Daniel Pearl, ASC. He did not like how brightly lit the first Alien vs. Predator was. Which I could, I could understand that. He did not like the fixed cameras and the wide shots. So he purposely shot a bunch of the film with handheld cameras to give it a shaky feel. And, and Shot and, it super dark, but really, that just took away from the fucking action. Yeah, I mean, I could see the desire to make it darker and grittier and, and more realistic, right? Because that first film is... Is that Paul W. Sanderson? It sure is. Right? And his films are basically like the epitome of trash uh, to an extent. Like he just makes big, super clear garbage. Popcorn. Yeah. And uh, so I can understand that, but not this ain't it, Chief. Right. This is not it. What, what I don't understand is why is that first one PG-13 and why is this one R? I, where, where was the... I was the decision for that. I want to say at this time, this was like a big thing where it was like, we're going to do Alien versus Predator, but it's going to be rated R. And I right. think a lot of rated R stuff was coming out at this time. Oh. And so it was more accepted to be like, oh, we're going to do it R. Like it was part of the marketing. And I want to say the marketing for this movie was like uh, red band trailers. And like, it was going to be like oh, hard R. Gotcha. And I think it was all bullshit. Cause it's, cause you can't see it. You can't see it. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's horrible. Dog. Here's the best part. When you go back, when you go back on a movie that's this bad, I always think, you know what? I'll rewatch it and I'll have fun. And it and it doesn't happen. And Eric, that's what Alien versus Predator is. Because gotcha. Alien versus Predator is fun. It's a bad movie, but it's a total blast. You could just sit around and watch Alien versus Predator and enjoy yourself. Sure. And I always think like something like Alien versus Predator Requiem. Oh, that's what that is too. No. It no. is horrible. Yeah. Fucking horrible. There, There is a few moments. Okay, I'd like to hear them. In the film 
that are at least worthy of its serviceable. Yeah, but it's kind of like still shitty. Do you remember a moment where I think it's the love interest? There's uh, I'm not fucking remembering characters. Sure, but a predator throws like one of his like boomerang things, boomerang things, and it just fucking like snaps one of the girls up and impl- and impels her on a wall. Yeah, does that sound familiar? Yeah, there's like few tiny things like that. It, it's it's sparse. Very few and far between. Let me tell you what I remember about this movie. Okay. The whole movie is spent in the sewer, and you can't see a fucking thing. I mean, that's the film. Yep. Yep. Well, Hammer Spreader Requiem. Yeah. So, do you think if they shot it like uh, Alien vs. Predator, we might enjoy it more? Or do you think that it's just bad from the, the story to action to... I think it would be bad, but I think it would be more appropriate like it would be okay Mm. i think what what really i don't know i think it's cheap you can tell they had no money and they wanted they had half a sewer (laughs) and they walked back and forth the whole fucking movie in Uh the sewer and shot the movie right and so i think it still would be bad but it'd be nice to be able to see some of the gore sure so no, I think it'd still be bad. Do you think the buildup of the pred alien was that promise delivered? No, okay. hell no. Nothing is delivered in this movie. <laughs> okay, we hate Alien vs Predator Requiem. Yeah, okay. and I rewatched it like three years ago. I did not rewatch it for this. Oh, I, I rewatched it for this. Absolutely but, not. But, but this was also like you know a year ago. I no, I rewatched it about three or four years ago, and I was like, oh no, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So that is <laughs> that's our that's, number six. That's number six. Okay, well then, Da, what's what's the, your number five Predator film? Well, Eric, you want me to go? Sure. I feel bad. I don't like these movies that much. I like them. I grew up to an extent on the first movie, not in the first half. I don't remember, and we'll get to that. I don't remember any of the first half of that of the first movie. Okay. Because as a kid, I just remember the fight, the final fight. Right. And that movie has like pure cinema shit, like you're saying. My number five is Predator 2. Mine too. Okay, cool. Because I just, uh, no. Here, here's my You know, this with- is another this ain't it, Chief. Like, it's just, it's cool. It has good actors. Here's the thing. They kind of give you, uh, Predator 2, which takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah. This is supposed to be 1997, but like I think in near, real life it was like 90. Like near future Los Angeles. Predator 2, the premise of, of a Predator being in a major city, that should have been like Predator 6. But instead, they gave it to us right away with the and, first sequel. And let me say this. This is one of the greatest... Like, If I told you it's a near-future Predator film that takes place in Los Angeles where they have like future weapons and future pistols and they can fucking... It sounds so cool. And you know what? It almost delivers on the premise of him being in a major city. Almost. He's he's climbing skyscrapers. He's jumping. There's a scene where he's camouflaging. He's jumping yeah. from... Uh, Building. No, no, no. It's uh, uh, from car roof to car roof. Yep. But you know what scene is fucking atrocious? Uh, a lot of them. <laughs> One scene that is genuinely just fucking awful in predator two 
is the fucking subway scene. Oh, yeah. Where the lights are going in and out when he kills Bill Paxton's character. Yep. That is bad. But let's talk about some of the good stuff. Uh, the fucking apartment fight between him and Danny Glover. Yeah. Uh, the meatpacking plant fight between him and Gary Busey. All of that shit is really good, what I about, think. What about the clothing in the movie? Like, everybody's Duh. wearing, like, tan suits. Duh. It was 1990. What do you want from me? I, I, what do you want from them? No, I know. And it, it, but it's like, I don't know. It, it, I think what makes Predator 2 so disappointing for me is, like, it's a cool premise. Have them in a major city, but they just and, 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 they, they the just end, didn't handle it well. The ending has the, the xenomorph skull, doesn't it? It does. That's whenever uh, Danny Glover, he chases. Yeah, into the, yeah, to, it, like, the lair. Uh, it's their ship. The ship, yeah, but right. it's like crashed at the bottom of the... And what's cool is they're even trying to... I think they were just parked down there. Well, parked, crashed, sorry. It's like in the sewer. Uh, I think... Here we go again with the sewers. Here we go again with the sewer. And then I like how they're like in that moment trying to expand on Predator mythology, you know, that they've been around for centuries. You know, he gives them that old fucking uh, pistol. Yeah. Remember that yeah. flint pistol, yeah. you know, to show that he's a worthy warrior. Uh which kind of doesn't make sense to me in terms of, I don't know. I don't see Danny Glover as a Schwarzenegger. It, it, it's there's Colby again. It's cool, and I feel like if it wasn't so like, the cinematography is so sun drenched. I I was like exhausted by the way it looked. Do you think that was for the idea of the summer? Well, for sure. Right, right. I mean, that's what the Predator is attracted totally. to. Again, the heat, the conflict of the of the, of the the city gang. I totally agree, but it was so bland. Like, I was exhausted by the blandness of the colors, the the outfits. I mean, down to what they're wearing is, like, bland and gray and uh, uh, brown. But can I... And the cinematography, they might as well have just set the setting to, like, um, tan. That's can, the whole film. Can I recite the, the the one of Bill Paxton's jokes? Sure. From the film. Okay. I went to my doctor and he asked for a stool sample and a semen sample, and I said, "Can I just leave you my underwear?" Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill Paxton. Yes, me too. Uh, he's in a much better franchise. He's he. Do you know that he's? Uh, I'm sure you've seen this a hundred times as a meme on the internet. He's been killed by a Terminator, alien, and predator. Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Predator 2, it's it's another misfire for the right. character. So that's our number five. That's number five. Okay, so should I go with my number four? Uh, or do you want to do your number I'll four? I'll do my number four. Okay. My number four is a movie you like way more than I do. Uh-oh. And it's important to say that the reason it's where it's at is because I just, you know, re-watching these films, I took what, what I enjoyed more, not what was like a better film. Okay. And so my number four is probably a better movie than a couple of these. I didn't like it. I wanted to like it. My number four is The Predator. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I, Tell I, me, Da. I got nothing to say, Da. Oh, I no. mean, I we reviewed The Predator not that long ago when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just such too much of a mess for me. Uh, it has cool stuff in it. And so do the other movies on my list. Um, I just rewatching them. I was bored by everything except my top three. Did you revisit the predator for this episode? I didn't. Okay. So that could be coloring it. Well, I saw the predator in theater and just, you know, it's, it's good. Like, like 
I'm not saying the predator is a horrible movie. I think this is where I'm cool with the movies. I just think AVP recommend predator two. I was like, fuck these. I hate those movies. <laughs> okay. And I feel weird. Like predator two should not be a hated movie. I hated predator two. Predator two is rough. Yeah. I didn't sure. like it. And but, that's coming from someone who, but I like the predator, but let's just talk it when you get to it. Maybe I okay. can riff on you better. Cause sure. I just have nothing to say about it. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so what's your number four? My number four is Alien vs. Predator. For sure. For sure. Uh, Alien vs. Predator is... Bad. It's 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 the character toned down, in in my uh, opinion. I don't like that he's like a good guy. That it's he, the PG-13 Predator. He, he teams up with the humans, but we still do get some cool fight, you know, action. Absolutely. Between the alien and the Predator. But I just don't like the portrayal of the predators in uh, this film. There's, there's three of them. Yeah. Uh, in this one, I like the bullshit premise of why they fight. Yeah. That's okay. That's cool. But, uh, that's not my predator. Yeah. I mean, um, and also why do they weigh 300 pounds or look like they weigh 300 pounds? They're all big and bulky. They're, they're not streamlined. I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they act. I, uh, that's what turns me off. So you're, you're a predator purist about it. Sure. And and to an extent, I feel that way about like the aliens in that movie. Uh, okay. I, I I don't want our list to like get too short here, but my number three is alien versus predator. Okay. So if I, if you want me to just bridge into mine, I'm surprised. Um, you know, this is like a bad movie, right? Like it's not good, but, um, you know, Paul W. Sanderson has a couple of these that are good. And this is one of them that I like, I enjoy, and uh, I would never take this out to watch, but if it were on USA or TNT, it's fun. You know, it has all the ridiculous shit of like drilling into the Antarctic ice or wherever the fuck they're at, and they like have to go down the elevator, or whatever the fuck, they have to slide down it at some point, like... And they get disconnected. And they get disconnected. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, and then, and then it has... I, this is the one thing I'll say about this. Um... It has uh, xenomorphs in it that I like. So the grid alien is tight. Yeah. So for me, you know, it's like I really like Alien. Um, alien has bad movies too. Three is obviously David Fincher. We could talk about that. Four is really bad. Resurrection. Are you part of the people that think three is good? No, no. Because I feel like there's 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 a party of people that are like, no, three is really good. like they unironically think it's a good movie. I will say that. Um, Alien 3, I don't like I don't hate Alien 3. I just no, I don't think it's good. No. No. But um yeah, Alien vs Predator. You know it has aliens, it has predators, uh and it's not horribly darkly shot. It's big, you know, it's like it's way too big for its own fucking right. Like it has no right to be as big as it is. I feel like this would be good gateway horror. Yeah, I agree. This is like action adventure horror. Right. And you know, it has that like Indiana Jones aspect where there's like the ruins and like the Right, the pyramid is shifting yeah, on them. They're yeah. getting separated. I even as I talk about it, it's fucking stupid. Right. Um, but yeah, my number three would have been, you know, Alien versus Predator. Um, it has xenomorphs. Uh I feel like the Predator's fun in it. Um, I'm not a purist on Predator, so I enjoyed that he was like teaming up with the woman. You know, and they like, uh, he ends up, you know, like putting the scars on her and shit. Like right, it, that she's it, a worthy warrior. I will say that like, you know, it's funny, Alien versus Predator from Paul W.S. Anderson. I was going to say it's well written 
And when I say that, I'm I'm more I'm more mean like the screenplay, not like of course it's a terror like the dialogue's not good. It's stupid. Right. But um they did a good job figuring this out into like a stupid big movie. Sure. Like um when you watch it, you don't feel like you're like it makes sense. Right. Like um, that's what I was saying about like why they fight. Right, right. It like the film adds up. It's just stupid. Sure. Um and so I kind of skipped. I mean, you, your number four was this, right? Um, so my number three is is Alien versus Predator, and purely maybe just for like the popcorn nature of it. I'm not always like a stupid popcorn guy, but um, you know, hey, it's Alien is in it. You know, there's xenomorphs in it, and it's ridiculous. And I guess I like Alien versus Predator. I don't own this movie. I don't think I probably ever will. So it's not like I love it, but I, I, I like it. So we would still have to talk your number three now. Yep. But uh, so our, your number four was Alien versus Predator. My number four was The Predator, which we're going to talk again. Yes. And my number three ended up being Alien versus Predator, which okay. was your number four. Right. Uh, my number three is Predators, Nimrod, yeah. and Tell's film. Yep. This, again, this is where we get to like the good movies. This is... I'm confused by Predators because <laughs> in my opinion, it's really good. Yeah. But I feel like this is another one people disregard. I, I don't know what what's turning people off about this. You got Predator on Predator Violence. You got Adrian Brody doing an excellent Schwarzenegger impersonation. What do you like? Do you like Predators? Yeah. Uh, so Predator is my number two. Okay. Um, Predators is is you know when I saw it in theater, I remember not really. Um, I didn't respond to it very well. And you know what I'll say. Um, with a title like Predators with an S, and with the marketing. I don't know if you remember the marketing showed uh, Adrian Brody standing in the middle of like the forest uh-huh. and there was like 400 of their little sights. All right. All, all, all over it. Aiming on them. And, and that doesn't happen in the film. And that doesn't happen in the film. And uh, you know, I just remember being like, so the film is sort of a, it's bullshit because it's called predators. It was marketed like there's a million predators in it. There are other predators in the movie. It, it's a dual. It's a play on the. It's a play on the word predators because you know it's the alien predators for sure. And then all the human characters are predators themselves. Who are the real monsters? Right. They each have their own negative characteristics for sure. And I and I think that what what attracted or what 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 when I originally saw it, I just expected I was finally going to get this like. Remember, remember, it like was like we're we're going to their film? well, we're going to their planet. Was that in the marketing? I want to say it was because to me that is such a good reveal when you learn that they're not on Earth. When yeah. you learn that they're on one of their planets, and I don't remember if it was or not. But um, so my point is, like at the time that I saw it, I feel like there was a lot that went into it, like before I saw it. Oh, gotcha. And so here we are, a million years later. I rewatched it for this list, um, and yeah. Nimrod, Antal's mm-hmm. uh, Predators. I, I was super impressed. I like that they like were serious. They're like trying to get away from what AVP did. Yep. Um, I, I like the opening. I think it's super. I mean, this is a when they're free falling. Th- this is almost like a JJ Bad Robot like type of film because it's so mystery box. Right. You know, they they end up finding out in spoilers for Predators. They find out they think they're on Earth. Like you know, in Venezuela or something. Right. And then they find out they're on another planet and they don't know how to get off. And right. I love, I love that idea of them like, fuck, 
even though we're being hunted by these predators, we also have to figure out, can we even get home? Right. Um, that is super like appealing to me, like that mystery. Um, the journey to try to figure that out. I do think it loses steam with like the Lawrence Fishburne stuff. Really? I think that's really good. I think it just sort of like, I, I wanted them to be on a mission and then they get, they get mixed up, you know, with, with Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I think that's all really good. I just wanted to get to like fight the predators and figure out how to get off. You know what? And I, then they get mixed up with him. Uh, what I've seen people complain about this film is they don't like that. So in the film, we learn that there's different species of predators. Yeah. And they're currently at war with each other also uh, on this planet. Or does it explain that maybe one species of predator is bringing the other predator? To hunt. I don't. I don't know if that's established in the film or not. I. I, I want to say it was like they're trying to establish dominance over each other or whatever. Right. And and so there's this new like super aggressive, uh, predator species, and then there's also like uh, a predator species that's like supposed to be the original. Yeah. Uh, predator. And I saw what people were complaining. They did. They didn't like that the portrayal of the original predator species could be weaker. Yeah. They didn't like that there was a more sophisticated. Uh, uh, predator species. But I mean, I was super into that because we get fights between uh, the two of them. Interesting tadbit. Do you know who plays the original? Tadbit? Tidbit? Yeah. Do you know who plays the original uh, Predator in Predators? No. That's Derek Mears. Really? How, how crazy is that? Nice. Yeah. So I think it's great with with the with uh, the characters, um, the, the human characters, how they themselves are threats. Uh, you know, obviously the, the predators want to hunt people who are capable. Um, I like the new predators. Yeah. Uh, I like the mystery of exactly what you're saying. How do we get off this planet? I don't understand why this one's also ill received. Yeah. And you've got like this sort of madcap assembly of like, you know, fun characters that, you know, play off each other really well. Right. And that, you know, basically you've got sort of different stereotypes of like warriors or whatever. Right. Right. And, um, that's a lot of fun to play around with. I think that, uh, uh, um, who's your favorite? Adrian, um, I feel like they're not given enough screen time. Like, I feel like I like so many of them. Like there's the Yakuza dude. Yeah. And he has like a samurai sword and he has a fight with a predator. Uh, I like how fucking Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. I have notes. Uh, Fuck. I forgot. I have notes for that. He's uh he's like from like an African, like death squad or something. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know who I don't like is uh Topher Grace. Topher Grace. I like, I like Topher Grace, but I don't like how there's a reveal that he's actually this like super, like badass serial killer or whatever, you know, and I, they, they initially make you think like maybe he's like the paramedic of the team, but no, he's actually a predator himself. Okay. Uh, here, here's something I'll say. Okay. So like, I feel like predator two is like so high concept that it doesn't work. Like, I don't think it's good. High concept doesn't always mean good. Predators is like what the high concept predator movie should be. Gotcha. Like they're on another planet. You've got these, pre- and then uh, so much so that like, there's a serial killer among the group and that's a reveal. Right. Like, I feel like, I, I don't know if I already said, but no, that was on the last one. This is a really cool written movie. Hmm. Um, uh, do I think it's like fucking high cinema? No. Um, but I really, I got notes for predators. Please give them to me. So my notes are all caps. Mahershala Ali. Hell yeah. Uh, Walton Goggins. Well, I forgot. I, I love Walton, Walton Goggins. Walton is so good too. I love Walton Goggins. He's, so, yeah. fuck, he's like a terrible character. Like the character for he sure. plays. 
But oh man, he's so good. Well, we love to watch him play a scumbag. Right, exactly. Yeah, I love Walton Goggins. So I, I, I literally just wrote Mahershala Ali, Walton Goggins. So good. Uh, great cast. First half great. Bored by the second half. What? Uh, oh, that's Lawrence Fishburne. I feel stuff, like huh? Predator films are better the first time you watch them since you don't know the surprises. Uh, uh, I have Spine Rip, Gore, Nimrod Antal. Oh, and the, he directed Vacancy, which is he a movie sure I really like. He sure did. Um, yeah, and what I mean by that is like, I do, I do think I, I appreciate this movie now more than I saw it the first time, but I do think that ha- knowing what the surprises are in a Predator film does kind of change it. Like, one, the reveal of Topher Grace. Two, like, just like the way the scenes play out with, like, the invisible, you know, they have their cloaks. Right. Um, and then there's always, like, reveals in them, like, during the battles or at the end. And so that's kind of what I meant by that. But, yeah, I end up really – I really like Predators. I, I do think it loses steam. That's my opinion. Um, I think that it loses steam with Lawrence Fishburne. I got bored by the end of it. Uh, but I think it's a great setup. Even when they reveal what Lawrence Fishburne is doing, yeah. you're bummed by that as well. Yeah, I just got bored by it. Like, oh. basically, once they go in his little ship, I'm like, eh. I, I, I'm super into, like, how we learn his backstory, how he's been on this planet for, like, years, yeah. how he has access to their It's Jurassic tech. Park 3. I'm super into all, I've never seen any Jurassic Park sequel. What? I haven't seen a Jurassic Park. Oh, I saw the one of them with Chris Pratt. Wow. I, mean, I mean, isn't there like two with him already? Yeah. Okay. You uh, haven't seen Jurassic Park 3? I like how he ends up being a bad guy. In Jurassic Park 3, there's a kid that's been like stuck on the island. Oh. Okay. And he's hiding in like a truck and he knows like everything about the island. So when they get there, he like is able to like tell them the secrets. That's Lawrence Fishburne and Predators. Yes. So it's the uh, Jurassic Park 3 model. Okay. Joe Johnston film. Yes, sure is. So I, I'm glad you have Predators this high. I like Predators. Because it's in my top three. Yeah. Uh, so like your number them. two is obviously the the Predator. The Predator, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, this is obviously Shane uh, Black's the, film. The latest entry in the franchise. I just think it's a lot of fun, Da. Sure, Da. You know, well, we, tell us about it. We, we were just talking about how much we like the characters uh, in, in Predators. Uh, that's how I feel about the predator, the characters in the Predator, but it's the comedy version. Olivia Munn, right? If 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 Predators is a serious film, then you know the Predator is is a lot of silly fun, and it's obviously Shane Black's dialogue for sure that I just love. You know, they're 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 back and forth. You know, all the fucking like dick jokes that Keegan Michael Key has. You know, I'm super into that. Uh, I recently watched The Last Boy Scout. Have you seen this? I've never seen it. I know the film. Okay. It's it's written by Shane Black, and uh, it is directed by Tony Scott. Oh, nice. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, yep. You know, he uh, jumped off a bridge. Right. Exactly. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, he made great movies. Right. Uh, did he do uh, True Romance? I don't know. Okay, I might be tripping. So but anyways, uh, he did. Um, isn't Tony Scott fucking Top Gun? Yes, I'm pretty sure. I think. Anyways, yeah. Okay, so uh, the last Boy Scout. I, I, I guess I just want to say how much I like Shane Black's uh, dialogue uh, in the Last Boy Scout. I, I, I'm trailing here for a minute, Doc. Bruce Willis. I had nothing to say about this movie, so go ahead. Okay, Bruce Willis and and Damon Wayans. Uh, they team up whenever they discover a conspiracy involving an owner of a professional football team. 
There's a scene. These guys jump Bruce Willis. They're going to kill him. And Bruce Willis just starts talking shit to this guy who's got a gun on him. And this guy says, you know, you're pretty confident. So, so, so Bruce Willis is shit talking. Went back. Sorry, no. That's okay, now. Restart this one. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay, so Bruce Willis is shit talking the guy who's got a gun on him. Bruce Willis is saying, Bruce Willis is saying shit like, you know, I fucked your wife. And that's when the guy with the gun says, you know, for a guy who's about to die, you are pretty confident. For a guy who's about to take a bullet, you're pretty confident. And Bruce Willis says, yeah, after fucking your wife, I'll take two of them. And I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it, Shane Black. You're so good. And that, and that same silliness carries over in The Predator. But I think the, the new reveals, uh, the new additions that they're trying to give to The Predator, how we learn that there's a good one, there's a bad one, doesn't really add up what the good one is trying to do. For sure. But I, I like how we learn that they're trying to uh, upgrade uh themselves uh i think all of that stuff is really neat i even like how and i and i guess this was like some of the rewrites and stuff but i like how it even turns into them being hunted in the forest like, yeah i don't know i just really like it uh yeah you've taught I me mean, it's it's a it's a mess but it's a fun mess yeah i'm not i'm not against the movie i didn't rewatch it and maybe i would have liked it more if i did um i was planning on it but just couldn't muster up the courage mm. um yeah, it was just a movie that I walked out of, and I, I remembered like some gore scenes and um, uh, what's his name from This Is Us is in it. Uh, Sterling S- K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown, and he I, I remember he's him super good. He's having a lot of fun being yes. a, a, a you know a bad guy, and um, you know I, of course I remember the the at the end with the fucking the shield. Oh yeah, uh, cuts that guy in half. So good. You know I remember there's cool stuff in it, but I was just disappointed by the film because it just felt. So like at a certain point, and of course I've talked a lot about it, so I'm not trying to, I don't want to derail the film for you, uh-huh. but uh, man, I just remember being like, I remember that RV showing up and I was like, what? <laughs> well, it's a bummer. Cause like, they I just- thought I, I thought I fell asleep and missed something. <laughs> It's a bummer too, cause like they just get like those motorcycles, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, they're in the RV. And I was like, huh? And I remember literally thinking, did I fucking doze off? Yeah. Um. And again. I am not saying like that sums the whole movie up. Not at all. It's just that when I saw it that I've only seen it one time, I was so like, I liked it, but it was just such a mess. I almost couldn't, I don't know. I felt weird about it because I don't think it's bad at all, at all. That's funny just because I've seen it like five plus times. Yeah, I've only seen it once. Because of how much I like it. I remember being excited by the idea of like, it felt like they, it it definitely felt like they, um, Stranger Things had just come out. Right. And it felt like they were trying to shoehorn in like a kid. It it it's definitely a kids adventure predator film. Right. Yeah, well, for sure. Not really. Because it's like it tries to act like it and then it's just like the mercenaries. Sure. But you know, he, he we we learned that the key is like the kid to what the bad predator right. wants or and blah it, blah and blah. And it, it felt like somebody that was like, Oh, Stranger Things is big. We need a, a kid adventure movie. Right. Um there's the Halloween sequence where they're trick or treating, and that's good. Yeah, right. That's um, cool. I like how mean spirited that is because like he almost, he like almost kills somebody. He does kill him. I thought so. Yeah, he, he he knocks on somebody's door and they like throw a tomato at him or something, and he's yeah. wearing like the predator like arm cannon and 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 helmet. And, yeah, and it just like turns around and just blows this dude away. It's uh, ridiculous. And I remember thinking like. A kid just killed somebody, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's fun, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I was not a the predator guy. I guess. I guess what does it for me is just like 
Shane Black's dialogue. I, I guess I can overlook the messiness of the film, the, the editing of the film. Uh, you can definitely see where it's been stitched together, but just because of his dialogue, the action, and the gore. Yeah. I it, think all of that adds up to make a fun film. Yeah, and it... it I don't know. I mean, now now that you said the dialogue, like I remember just being turned off by the dialogue. What? And, and I'm not... What? I know. I'm not somebody... I don't know how to explain it. Like I just remember being like, "Oh, uh, me, uh, uh, uh potty humor." It, it, get nah, it? Nah, it's just fucking Shane Black quips while they're fucking fighting a predator. But I, I, I don't know. I, I found it so like, and this is weird coming from me. I'm very juvenile, so trust me, guys. I know that. I just found it like the the humor was not my humor at all. Wow. Um. Yeah. And I, and by the way, I'm a huge fan of the nice guys. So, Have you ever seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No. It's the same idea where it's, you know, two friends get caught up in a conspiracy. Yeah. It's excellent. One of the best parts of uh, The Nice Guys is uh, Ryan Gosling. I, I don't think I can die. <laughs> uh, that, that movie's a lot of fun. That movie is so good. So I, it's not Shane Black. It's just, I don't know, something about The Predator. Like, I just, it was so, uh, I, I really felt like the humor was abrasive to me. Wow. But but that's just me. Huh. And, and, I, and by the way, I think really dumb shit is funny. So right. I don't know. You weren't laughing at fuck your pussy or any of that type I, of stuff? I didn't like that. Really? Like, I was like turned off by that. There oh, was something yeah. like, um, they're talking to Olivia Munn, right? Right. Yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know. I, huh. I, I was turned off by that humor. I just, I was like, okay. You, you know what fucking part is fire? And I'm now, and let's, let's move on because I'm just going to start. Sure. Uh, the hotel scene? Uh, Whenever the good I also thought that was weird. Like they put all that shit on her bed, but it was kind of funny too. Uh, to make her feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when whenever the good predator is escaping from the lab, and he, so he's this like this sophisticated being, but he has no idea how to shoot a regular like human gun. Right. That is so fucking cool. How he's just like, oh, like, that shit's badass. Like, he's just like flailing it and shooting it. God damn, that's fucking tight. That whole escape sequence is tight. When he's just like fucking. Up all the scientists yeah. and guards. That's so I, 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 he's like running and shit. God damn, like that's running tight. across that like uh, catwalk or whatever. God damn, that's I good. I do think like I I kind of feel similar. Like the 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 early parts of this movie are really good, and then I feel like it it just it was dead to me at a certain point. Mm. But I'm getting like pumped talking about that part. That's the predator. Yeah, that's the fucking predator. Duh. Bef- so before we talk our number one, okay, I would like to. I forgot that I had notes. For Predator 2. Oh, we're going back in time. Predator 2. Cool setting. Too much for me. Almost wanted the simplicity of the first film back. News anchor says, quote, more bodies, more mutilations. And Glover says, fuck you. Bill Paxton. Finale turns into Joel Schumacher Batman film. I was waiting to hit you with that. Did you think I was going to be insulted? I mean, don't we like Joel Schumacher? Finale turns into Joel Schumacher Batman film. Insanely ambitious. You know, he just passed. Yes, he did. Uh, ending is good. Big. Nah. Predator 2. But our, your number two was The Predator. My my number two was Predators. Right. And so that leaves only one thing. Of course, the original, the greatest. So I was going down on my wife. And I asked, why is your pussy so big? Why is your pussy so big? And she said, why did you say that twice? And I said, I did it. Which is another Shane Black. <laughs> yeah, so, so you, I mean, yeah. you, you knew that, right? Shane Black yeah. is in the original film. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, so let's talk the Predator, Dom. Predator. 
Yes. Uh, period. Yeah, predator. Just predator. Um, yeah, I think I, I I recapped this pretty well for myself. I forgot that, uh, okay, f- number one, how masculine this movie is. You talk about not liking Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> this is the most masculine film that I have seen in the Carl last probably Weathers 10 years. Schwarzenegger just flexing on I mean, they're literally the flexing. They're just sweating. Uh, every scene is like guys it's, or it's, gals with big muscles and just holding the trigger down and jiggling. It's 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 Schwarzenegger taking off an article of clothing every 10 minutes. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying I'm against that, but this film was so masculine. Like it was almost overpowering for me. Uh-huh. Um, did you rewatch it? for? The I did. Okay, and nice. I rewatched it in 4K. Nice. And it was very pretty. Nice. I was very, very happy to rewatch it in 4K. I just paid to rent it in 4K on Vudu. Okay. Look great. Um, Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Uh, where, where do we start? I mean, I, I've got things, but where do we start? I guess I would start, uh, if I was trying to sell somebody on the predator who had never seen it, I would say nothing that it's a, that it's a classic time capsule for sure. With a yeah. little bit of heart. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, uh, things that come to mind, I'm sorry to jump in, but things that come to mind are like things I didn't like about the movie okay. are like uh, things I didn't remember from being a fucking uh, eight-year-old boy do, do you are think- shooting the guns into the forest for half the movie. Oh, man, but how good is... That never ends. How? But how good is the character who keeps shaving and he keeps singing the... Oh, God, it's so good. Um, <coughs> do, you, do you think you're turned off by that simply because of your age? Maybe. Do you think you would have enjoyed that more if you saw it as an adult? Or do you think that's frustrating even now? Which part? The the part you're talking about whenever they're just firing into the fucking forest? I don't know. I mean, I like gunplay in film. I mean, I don't have any issue with that. I love uh, John Wick, you know, right. those three films. So it's not that. It was just, I felt it was aimless. Like at, right. like half the film, which which I understand it's the, it's the Jaws um, uh, the formula. Forest. Which is all they do, you know, you don't see the Predator really until the final third, uh, the final quarter of the film. Right. And, and I imagine just fucking going in and seeing the Predator. Oh, it would have been incredible. Could you imagine? Totally. And I, and I want to say that as a child, which that was just like you're explaining how how it happened. It was the greatest fucking thing I'd ever seen. I remember watching this on TV and being so afraid of like the Predator, the monster. But, but, you know, of course I'll never forget him putting the mud on him. And being like, oh my God, he can fight it. You know, like <laughs> I remember being a kid and watching the Predator and loving it. Um, I'm not as much into it now, but you were explaining some of the like pure cinema shit towards the end. Uh-huh. That stuff is like what sells it all for me. Right. Uh, but w- w- please, will you talk the Predator? Sure. You, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little reveal. I found, the, I found Predator pretty late. And you know why I got into it? Toys. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's one of my... Uh, AdamandEve.com. I think that's... What? Toys. Oh. I think that's one of the <laughs> connections that I have to the film. Sure. Is that I love collecting the toys. I love collecting these figurines. So it's almost like I can forgive everything that you're saying because I have a different relationship. With sure. It. Because I have this physical relationship of, of holding something in my hand of, oh, wow, the way this toy depicts the character from this scene or this is how the toy depicts the character from, from this scene. Here's the Predator so, dogs. Right. So it's almost – it's so Predator is almost more than a film for me. Sure. Predator is also a collection. It, it, Predator this, is isn't also a like co- this isn't a costume. 
Right. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, I almost feel like the way 80s action films were made is almost not my taste. Like a lot of the things you're saying, like that first half of just kind of being bored of like getting to whenever he fights the Predator. I agree with that. Well, like it reminds me of, you know, no one has ever heard King and Preslock talk about like Rambo or First Blood. We never will. Right. These aren't films that, again, I'm not against. These are not films that I was ever really uh, attracted to. I'm still not, you know, Commando. Right. Or like films like that. That's just not what I grew up on. I mean, big surprise. I'm a nerd. I grew up on Star Wars, Back to the Future, and Indiana Jones. Like, so, so, you know, and then upon rewatching Predator this time, it hit me so much harder how, oh, this is just first blood, but with the Predator at the end. Sure. And I, and I, I think as a kid, I didn't know that. I thought it was this great big sci-fi movie. Right. Because it's bigger in your head, which I think is to the film's credit in a way with that Jaws um, method of not showing the monster until the end. Uh And so I think it's a great movie. It's just the whole like first half, I'm like, fuck, just get it over with. I agree. I agree. And I think that's just the 80s formula. Sure. Uh, I think if we had seen it at the, like if we were like teens at the time, it'd probably be something we'd still hold in high regard. But uh, I guess that's why I personally like the, the franchise so much is it's just, it's also a collection for me. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I mean, you know, something else I was thinking about was, um, you know, if we want to compare it to Jaws further, like, well, you know, how come in Jaws it's not, well, come on, just get to the shark. Because I really like those characters. And it's right. not about, you know, just shooting into a forest. You know, those, you know, it's about the town. It's about stopping the beaches from being open and like... Comparing scars. Yeah, comparing scars. Like the, but the characters are so, so well-defined. And in this, it's like big guys with muscles shooting guns, sure. which is totally fine, but not really my thing. Gotcha. Because um, even in Jaws, you have you know uh, Hooper, you know who's the scientist, uh-huh. you know. So so like I'm just saying, there's there's it's it's but um, you know again the, the the most important thing to talk about Predator is the final fight. Sure, exactly. And, that's, and you, that's when we finally get the the Predator. You talked about like I think it's like sparks or like there's this flash of lightning or uh-huh. whatever, and he's sta- the Predator's standing there and he's like phasing in and out of reality, uh, out of sight with his uh, camouflage. Right. And, um, I mean, that shit is like next level fucking awesome. Right. right. Um, what else about the predator? I think that's all I got, duh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like I pretty much summed up how I feel about it. I really like the movie, but I also like wouldn't rewatch it soon because I don't care about the first half of the movie. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's more of a, it's not just a film for me. It's a lifestyle. It's it's a collection as well. And Look, that's why I, I I'm into it. I know the feeling. I, I almost feel like if I didn't collect toys, I don't know if I'd be into the Predator. Huh? That's it. I mean, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm. I think I feel like I Predator, th- I feel like you would be. I feel like Predator would be just another action film that I'm supposed to say I like. Yeah. You know, like Total Recall. I watched that 4K Blue. I want to like that movie so much. Da. The original Total Recall yeah. just does nothing for me. And, that, I don't and, like, and that makes me feel so bad. I don't like any of those. Like uh, Face Off mm. or Total Recall or um, what's the other one? What, uh, what's funny is that we're kind of nitpicking a style of filmmaking from a, a time period. But yet, as like horror fans, 
we're celebrating the classics all the time. For sure. It's just not my thing. Right. Like when we're talking about like First Blood or Rambo or Commando, like it's just not what I watch. It's just right. not what I, I'm not against it. it. It's weird. I feel like I'm having this realization like right now. Yeah. No, like, I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't think of this until right now, but it's kind of hitting me like, oh shit, I like this stuff just because I like toys. Well, I, I don't think it's exactly that because again, the Predator or the first Predator film uh, it is a big sci-fi, awesome fucking movie. It's not that I want to be clear. It's not that Schwarzenegger, you know, takes off all his clothes and fights him at the end and is muscular. That is not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about filmmaking of just bodies that are ripped, shooting guns, uh-huh. and just jiggling for like literally like the first 40 minutes of the movie. <laughs> so like, just to be clear, it's not that that's not like the masculinity I'm talking about, like the end where he fights it. You know, I'm talking more so like, I mean, man, I mean, just watch Predator. I mean, you'll fucking see it instantly. I mean, of course they do the, you know, they shake hands and they're, they're, they're both flexing when they, sh- you know, they come together. Um, I, I, again, I'm not against it. It's just like that for me is not really why I watch film. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I mean, me neither. I'm watching it for the monster. For sure. And, and that's why I think the Predator is so good. Right. And I think that's, that's what makes it our number one easily. Right. Um, and it's so important to say too, like the simplicity, right? And here we go. You want to do this topic? Uh, so the next Predator film, right? And I think this is the this is. So Dan Trachtenberg is supposed to do it, right? I'm a huge Dan Trachtenberg guy, all the way back from the Totally Rad show that he did, uh, like a like a podcast, early podcast, um, back in the day when it, Apple Podcasts had videos, and it was like uh, that was the thing from Revision Three. Anyways. Uh, of course, he ended up doing 10 Chlorophyll Lane. Um, a huge Dan Trachtenberg guy. You know, I think I think that they need to do the bad robot style Predator film. Well, they were trying to. Remember, what do you it was mean? supposed to be a secret. Right. Like it wasn't it was supposed to like you weren't supposed to know it was gonna be a predator film until yeah. you were in the theater. It was it was called Skulls. And I think that that is the perfect idea. And I think that the film needs to be like a mystery box reveal type film that's very small, let, let, let's very just, small. Let's just brainstorm. What can they do now? I, what what, well, can, no, what I can would, they bring new? I, not, not new. Not new. I would go back to basics. Gotcha. I would I would go back to even – it doesn't have to be like a, like a put, platoon of, of soldiers. Um, it could be somebody – I mean, dude, you could crash a plane in the force like the gray – but gotcha. with a predator. Oh damn. Like there are, I know that's like, you know, like overlord, you know, crash a plane and, and, and secrets are revealed and you have to survive. And, and, um, that already and, sounds good. I, I hate to say it, bro, the gray, but as a bad robot movie with a predator, that's what they should do. Right. And, and again, not a soldier. I don't know if he is Liam Neeson. If he, if he's like, I don't, can't remember, but just somebody right. Like that's able, but not a fucking soldier. And then, you know, they see, you know, for instance, they, they look in the distance and they see like a predator. I I don't know if they eat stuff, so I'm sorry, but like they're eating a wolf or something. You see a wolf and they're like, oh my God, there's wolves. But then like two scenes later, later you see him kill one or something. Right. And, and then you're, you know, the reveal is, oh my God, it's a predator. You know, I don't know. Right. Um, what is that? You know, and you show it in the dark, you know, there's. That would be what I would do. I, I think it would also benefit from not connecting to another Predator film. Absolutely. Just just stand alone. I mean, obviously I have the character, but it doesn't I think have to have sh- a tie-in to where I think you, strip- you have Jake Busey just because his dad was in a previous entry. 
I think you strip the entire thing down to its parts and just, and then you do like, I, 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 I know I've used high concept a lot, but like, then you, you strip it all the way down and then you do like just a concept, like simple, you know, and then have them fight. Like, don't get crazy. Don't have them in the fucking city. Don't fucking like, right. you could even do it in fucking Oregon, like the Pacific Northwest or something. Right. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's what I would do. And that's why when I heard Dan Trachtenberg's name, I was like, ooh, maybe right. they'll do something like that. I think it'd be tight to go back in time. Yeah. Like where, where there you had more, where the human would have more primitive means of defending themselves. That yeah. would be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, uh, man, maybe like a fucking colonial America. Right. I don't know. Huh. I, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't the idea it's supposed to be like a Navajo woman? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. right. You're right. I forgot about so that. That's, yes. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot there was like that little bit of plot detail. Right, yeah. uh, real quick, I have notes for Predator. Lay them on me, please. 4K. 4K. Arm wrestle handshake. Arm wrestle handshake. Insane amount of practical effects during the first siege. Blood, burns, fire explosions. Arnie. Arnie says, it's all bullshit. <laughs> Which I like. I remember watching this film with uh, with my dad. And being mesmerized, good, but uh, doesn't hold a candle to Alien. Damn. Um, Damn. I, that last part was something I did want to uh, sort of posit to you. Okay. You know, obviously, I, you're not the biggest Alien guy, but you do love Alien. I do. Um, I'm assuming you like Predator more, but probably for the toys. Is it because of the toys? Well, there's Alien toys uh, as well. For sure. Um, Damn. Here, here's the problem Here, here's, here's the problem forget aliens alien, alien is has the better movies so much better but i like predator more sure i i guess i wanted to ask you so alien not aliens you know james cameron's aliens whatever greatest fucking thing ever we all know that right um you know me i'm a bigger fan of alien uh-huh ridley scott alien i think it's fucking you know top 15 20 movies ever made i fucking love alien the first movie i love um my question to you would be, really, so Alien versus Predator, the first films. You'd say Predator. Oh, damn. You're telling Not the franchise as a whole, the films. Right. No, and for you, so not, you, not, not, art, not, uh, not artistic uh, merit. Right, just you, personal. For you. Personally. So the first films. So Alien is 1979? Yes. Predator is 1987? I think. You wanted me just to pick one of these films? Just pick one of the two. Wow. Feel like I'm doing trivia again, because I have to think hard. Yeah. Wow, it's such a good question. You're, I, I want to say Alien. Really? Yeah. Really? I thought you'd say Predator for sure. Well, you know what's funny is they kind of both have the same formula for sure. Of we're not going to show you too much. The we'll jaw, have, yeah, the jaws. We'll formula. have the big reveal at the end. Fuck, the, I don't know. Now I want But wanna, the characters in Alien are so awesome. Now, now I want to say Predator. I'm sure. Gonna, I'm going to go back and forth for the rest of my life on that one now, duh. I think Alien is like pure cinema. I think it's so good. Um, and I think um, Predator has like two sequences of pure cinema. So anyways, but I do like Predator. Good question. So. And with that, uh, I think we, that's it for we, our list. We finally did the Predator episode. I know. I hope. Finally. Okay, a couple things. I hope our audio is okay. I hope we didn't scratch on the fucking mic too much. Um we're doing our best. Yep. I do want to quickly tell you about something. Okay. So Fortnite. Okay. 
I bought the Xenomorph and Ripley skins. Okay, I saw it advertised. And let me tell you why I bought them. I said, I will buy the Ripley skin as long as it comes with Jonesy the cat. And it did in a little crate. So I bought it. Uh, it goes on your back. What What was the deal with Terminator? They discontinued it? Well, no. I mean, all skins in Fortnite, that they do a good job of like, they come out for like three days and oh. then they're gone. Oh. And they may cycle back into the shop, gotcha. but it may be a year from now. Gotcha. And so when the alien stuff came out, Ripley and the Xenomorph skin, I was like, fuck it. And I, and I literally was like, if Jonesy is in a fucking, I sent Ben a picture of uh, Ripley holding the cat. And I said, if this is the next skin for Fortnite, I'll buy it. So I did. Um, unfortunately, Ripley's like outfit. The, the best part about um, Fortnite is like an intricate skin, like a skin that has a lot going on. And Ripley's basically just wearing like a jumpsuit and has yeah. the hair, you right. know, and it's her. So it's kind of, it's kind of a boring skin. Um, the skin I use in Fortnite the most is Ray from, uh, the, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Gotcha. Um, Ben always uses fucking Kylo Ren, but, uh, anyways, I bought it. So I just wanted to say that, uh, I didn't buy Terminator or, Pre- uh, no, I have predator predator was part of the, I remember you sent me a clip of you like winning a game as, as with predator skin. Yeah. Uh, predator was like part of the battle pass, which I'm a loser and I play Fortnite, And so, uh, I got it like the first day. Cause all you had to do was do a mission, hmm. um, or a challenge or whatever. So I do have predator and I have alien, but I did not buy Terminator. Gotcha. Um, Anyways, I just wanted to say that I bought that skin. But uh, that's it. <laughs> we did it. Oh, there's Corona, duh. We did it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ghoul Squad podcast. We hope that you enjoyed our uh, incoherent ramblings into the night. Um, into the dark. I've got a couple shout-outs I feel like we don't do anymore. Okay. Andrew Sierra. What happened I hope to that you're, guy? Well, I hope he's doing well. Uh, since COVID, we really haven't seen each other. Thank you for your podcast equipment. Um, I say thank you, but really I stole it at this point. If you're listening, Andrew, love you, buddy. What's up? Thank you for your equipment. Uh, Jameson Lucas, what's up? He did our fucking uh, uh, cover art. So right. I just wanted to thank Jamie. I never, I don't know if I ever shout him out. So Jameson, what's up? Lucas, Ben, Wes. Oh, Kayla. Who else? Shane. Shane. So you're confused. Dream Warrior. Log Lady. Brian the Horror Nerd. Brian the Horror Nerd. Chris oh. Lentz. Oh. Uh, from uh, Film Fed. What's up, buddy? Yep. Keeping it horror. Yes. Keeping it horror podcast. Ross Uhl. What's up, buddy? Buddy from high school. He always is in our shit commenting, and I've been an asshole and never shouted him out. Oh, so if he shit. made it this far, Ross, what's up, Ross Uhl? Thank you, dude, for listening. Man, we don't have a lot of listeners, so I really appreciate I really appreciate you listening. And uh, I think that is it. Oh, Michael Niemeyer. Lucas Middleton. Who? Lucas Middleton. I don't know who that is. I feel like he's always like, when is the next episode, guys? I know. And then he he won't listen to it whenever I'm on days off because we hang out. He's like, well, I don't want to have to listen to you and then hang out with you in the same day. Um, he makes a good point. Michael Niemeyer, what's up, dude? And that is it. So does he listen to the pod? He does. Oh, interesting. So uh, we need to do more wrestling coverage for Michael uh, Niemeyer. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to name names. But I often see people I follow, and I'm like, you gave that movie that! Like who? I'm not going to name names. So so at the end of the podcast, you're just going to accuse somebody. <laughs> so, that we're not going to... It's not just one person. It's okay. multiple people. Are you talking about Michael? No. <laughs> okay. What's up, Mike? Uh, Big Mike. So I'm done. Goodbye. Uh, 
you can follow us everywhere. I'll just do it, Eric. Do it. Uh, Ghoul Squad FM. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. At Ghoul Squad FM. I am at Keegst on Twitter. Eric is. I am at Eric Cruz 138. And thank you so much for listening. I hope the audio was good enough for you. I hope that you uh, enjoyed us trailing off into the night. Uh, we love you. Uh, please, if you can, get vaccinated and wear a mask. Right, Eric? Correct. We love you. Goodbye. Move it, 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 move it,